0: How much time do we have in your end? Can I play my intro?
1: Two and a half minutes. Yeah, go ahead. Bigger, bigger, better, better, older, older.
2: The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level, right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's community radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, bolder. and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself. I am the cold heart true. Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626
3: that number again
2: is 345-936-2626
0: Good morning, good morning, beautiful people.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Tuesday. Yeah.
1: How about we do some uh, headlines on the air? All right. You ready? We are ready. Stand by. Here we go.
0: we got to make sure that uh, we have zero dead air on Bobo. Because if we have Dead Air and Bobo, we got a problem. So hey, I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's
2: Blake and Aaron's spilling the tea with Sandy.
1: K-Man's top news headlines of the day from C.M.R. Good morning, Sandy. How are you?
0: Hey, Blake and Aaron. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning.
1: How was the weekend?
0: It was good. Rather, yeah. so yesterday was uh, Heroes Day. So, of course, they had the usual. Um, this year it was uh, volunteerism, and they had the usual um, award ceremony, parade, and everything uh, there in Heroes uh, Square. So, it uh, seems like it was well attended, and lots of people got recognized for their volunteer work.
1: So, cool, that's awesome
0: to all of the individuals who did. We're going to break it down a little bit this morning and talk about it. On Friday morning during the show, we were really surprised to um, hear that uh, a Cayman Airways flight <clears throat> destined for Miami actually was turning around mm. as there was some sort of a medical emergency. Like literally as we were live, we are getting this info that the flight has just turned around. And uh, oh, wow. a woman who was a passenger who was allegedly having a seizure and Cayman Airways later confirmed that about 20 minutes into the flight, there was indeed a medical emergency. And, um, they had to return back to Grand Cayman and an ambulance actually showed up to assist the passenger, uh, off of the flight. So wow. that that person's okay. Mm-hmm. like started again a little bit later at about nine 13 AM.
1: Wow. wow. Well, well, good on the uh, Cayman Airways crew.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. Say that again.
1: I said good on the Cayman Airways yeah. crew for. That
0: is very big on, on safety for sure. Mm-hmm. And so- Cayman Airways, the express flight, which is the um, the smaller plane that goes to Little Cayman, actually um, had to, you know, have a bit of a maintenance d- done, and it temporarily disabled the runway. So this also happened on Friday, where there was a tire deflation on landing um, in Grand Cayman that evening, and they had to disable the uh, runway while they fixed that particular uh, situation. But again, maintenance team, was on it and had everything sorted out within 25 minutes of landing. So kudos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
4: They're busy. Got a lot of jobs to do or oh. nothing at all. Maybe. And always always something happened.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so customs officer has been um, jailed for nine months in a Ganja smuggling case. So her name is Edry Fisher. She's a former customs and border control officer. She pleaded guilty to conspiring to import more than six pounds of ganja uh, into the Cayman Islands back in 2018. And she was sentenced to nine months in prison on last week, Wednesday. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, apparently she was caught on her fifth mission (laughs) and she was arrested in 2018, along with several others. However, she was not charged until 2021 and she was finally charged with one count of conspiracy to import a control drug into the Cayman Islands. So she'll spend a little bit of a vacation there in jail. Um, she was initially sentenced to 18 months. However, the sentence was reduced due to mitigating circumstances, including the fact that she's the primary caregiver of two young children, really sad. But Justice Carter said that she abused her position of trust and power as a customs officer and um, that she also played a leading role in smuggling the gander through the airport. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sad situation. That's mm-hmm. like some
1: locked up abroad stuff right there. But, yeah. 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 Like yeah right. Really, Not- really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But-
0: so um, the former Speaker of the House, Mr. McKeever Bush, has been taken to the hospital yesterday afternoon where he said he was suffering from some chest pains, and um, basically they were going to keep him under observation at Health City, and probably check out his little ticker make sure it was still ticking okay we've not really heard any updates yet um i mean he seems to be okay and um you know nothing serious too serious as of this time but we'll continue to keep an eye on that situation and update if there are any you know further developments
1: all right well we hope he gets better
0: yes so those are some of your news headlines this beautiful tuesday morning happy tuesday All right.
1: Thanks, Sandy. You can catch uh, Sandy's show right now on Bobo 89.1 FM. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Same time for Wednesday headlines. Have a good one.
0: Sounds fantastic. All right, folks, let me change that split screen. There we go. Hello. Good morning. Hello, Steven. He says, good morning, beautiful people. Miss Vernita's here. She says, good morning, Jesus and angels, friends and foe. She's even going to shout out to the foe. Hello, foe. um we've got uh oh she says let god arise and let his enemies scatter what a hot mess yes lots of scattering going on um good morning to miss iva she says blessed good morning miss sandra thank you diamond princess is also here miss bonnie joining us from the beautiful district of east den alejandro good morning miss morna is here wee wee's in the house toby hey toby Says, good morning, Sandy. How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. Man, there's so much going on in the news. I've been trying to keep up. uh, Lots of stuff. First of all, um, our thoughts and prayers go out to our friends in America. Because, um, gosh, all I can tell you is, um, yeah, yeah. All I can tell you is lots going on there that is just really, really sad. And uh, quite frankly, i I don't even know what to say, except they had two mass shootings over the weekend. The craziest thing about that is apparently, this is like the sixth mass shooting this year alone. Erica, what? what? Six already? And we're only 20, what is today's date? 24 days into the new year. It sounds crazy, but um, evidently it's true. So they had on Saturday, was it Saturday or Sunday? Oh gosh, I look fuzzy. Give me one second. Let me just refresh. I'm looking at the Facebook feed and it looks really fuzzy. Hold on, hold on. So um, it was on Then yesterday there was another mass shooting where I think seven people were killed. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, not much has changed apparently for America in 2023. I don't even know what to say. It's just a sad, sad state of affairs. Um, the one on Saturday was actually carried out by an elderly. Individual, and uh, that's unusual because apparently that particular gunman is one of the oldest mass shooters, according to experts, because mass shooters tend to be on the younger side and is a little bit unusual. So, I don't know exactly what happened to him. The one yesterday seems to be work related. Um, so it's just a sad situation. This, the first shooter was 72 years old, making him one of the oldest mass shooters in, um, U S history. Good morning, caller. You're bright up. You're up bright and early this morning.
5: Yeah. Because your math isn't right. My math is- Um, um, I heard that, um, uh, the t- 10 people became 11. One died oh, in the hospital.
0: yes, that's right. And that you're absolutely correct. Because one other person passed away after. Yes.
5: But mm-hmm. it's not going to end in America like you say. You can't understand. It's not going to end in America like that. Mm-hmm. All America has to go. begin to go that way in their head. And even then, it's not going to end just like that. Because you live in America half your life, at least. And you know those people believe in their guns um they just believe in their guns because they're afraid of the government they say so it's not going to happen overnight everybody's got to be, begin to want that yeah, until it, seems,
0: it seems to me they should be afraid of each other and not the not the government i mean come on now
5: the numbers yeah, but, speak
0: for themselves really
5: yeah but you know they are they, they claim to be afraid of the government and they need their guns yeah so it's not going to end like that but anyway, um, it's good to hear you. That's Long, my dear, right
0: and I understand yeah. you had another loss in the family. Oh gosh, you hung up already? Oh my gosh, Miss Charlene, um, Miss Charlene, are you there?
5: No, oh, yeah, I'm here.
0: Oh good, yeah. No, I said I understood over the weekend that you had another loss in your family.
5: No, I can call you on that. Oh, okay. um, more convoluted than that. Okay. I'll give you a hotline.
0: All right, that's an off-air conversation then. No problem. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, honey, very good. Good morning to Marshall, who's joining us in North Carolina in the live stream. So yeah, poor America. 11 in the first one, she's right, it was updated. Originally it was 10 and then it got updated to 11. So that one was in Monterey Park, uh, 72 years old, making him one of the oldest mass shooters in US history. Um, It actually said that uh, in this article that his age, Presents more questions rather than answers for authorities because again, it's very, very unusual for someone elderly to undertake such a such a um, task. Aye, yeah, So Monterey Park, not an area of California that you necessarily hear a lot about, it tends to be a really, really quiet um, place, so to speak. I guess as quiet as you can get in America. Um, but there was a lunar New York. Sorry, a Lunar New Year celebrations in Monterey Park. And that is where this um, took place. So um, it is the Lunar New Year is uh, something that's celebrated by Asian people. Um, 65.6% of the people in Monterey Park are actually Asian, which is very interesting. I didn't I don't know a whole lot about Monterey, but if you've ever been to California, California is a very, very interesting state. I mean, there are little towns in California, like you feel like, like you think about the big city, like LA and San Francisco and whatever, but when you get out of the big areas and you go to like little places like Monterey, um, there's another one. I actually took a trip there in the mid, mid-90s and it was really, really interesting. It was like my first honeymoon trip <laughs> that I took and we did the whole US one um, up the coast, and it was interesting to see these little towns. I mean, some of them you saw like no people of color, like the diversity just didn't exist once you got out of those kind of urban areas like LA and and San Francisco and whatever. And there's like a street in San Fran that is like the windiest street I think in the world. And so everybody tries to um, to do it cause it's like a challenge. And anyway, I found California very interesting. It's It's a really, really interesting place. But anyway, this happened in Monterey. Um, There were little pockets of areas in California that I thought, wow, this place is just different. Like you felt like you stepped out of, even in the 90s, it felt strange. (laughs) Like you stepped out of like a different time period and stuff. So um, initially 10 people were, um, you know, killed and another person to come to their injuries on Monday after a wounded patient uh, died from extensive injuries. So that was the fifth mass shooting. The one yesterday now becomes the sixth mass shooting already in the United States of America. That's according to the Associated Press. Uh, the shooting happened roughly at 10 p.m. PST at a ballroom dance studio on Lunar New Year's Eve. So um, that shooter ended up taking his life. Um, they found him um in a uh wait a minute. Um oh no, he did a did he do a standoff with the police? Parked van of interests where he was barricaded. But I think he ended up killing himself. He died from a self-inflicted gun wound. Uh, yes. Um, hold on, let me just make sure. Cause I think one was self-inflicted and one wasn't. Oh God, trying to keep up. Yes, he died, that one died. His name was Hu, Hu Kan Tran and he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound prior to becoming apprehended by police enforcement. Um. So yeah, but data shows that most people who commit these crimes are between the ages of 18 to 25. And they carry out the vast majority of um, mass shootings in America. Now, the one yesterday was also a senior. He was in his 60s. I'm trying to remember exactly how old. Um, But, yeah, that was another mass shooting. And it sounds like this one is also Asian based on the name. And I'm just going to jump to a little conclusion here. So forgive me uh, for doing so. But the name is kind of distinctly different. Um. Yeah. So, of course, stories now coming out um, about the Monterey Park one. Investigators are going through what they say is they found a rifle and hundreds of rounds of ammo at his home. Uh, It's just a really, really unbelievable and sad situation. But, you know, I am concerned for America, but they got to get their own act together. There's another shooting this morning. Uh, suspect arrested in uh, Des Moines shooting that left two students dead. Uh, founder of an education program is in serious condition. So the ones that really make headlines is is when you've got like seven and 10 and that sort of thing. But um, six, I guess that's now, what's the number? What does it have to be to be considered a mass shooting? But anyway, at least um, six mass shootings now um, in America. So we'll continue to wish them the best of luck and hope that they can get that sorted out. So yesterday was National Heroes Day. I know a lot of you attended the event. We streamed it here on um, CMR. By the way, the one yesterday, he was 67. They think this is a disgruntled workplace situation. He actually committed the act at two separate locations and his name is Chunli Zhao or something close to that. Um, so he had been arrested in connection with this shooting. 67 years old. Can you imagine doing something like that at 67? And now you're heading off to jail. What a hot mess. Anyway, um, we had Heroes Day yesterday. What can I say? Four-hour event. Um, lots of people received certificates. Uh, I think at some point with Heroes Day, um, every single this every single person in this country is going to be recognized for something. I don't mean to water it down. But legitimately, every single person is going to be recognized for something. Um, it's only a matter of time. The population is only yay big, right? So um, looks like it was an okay event. Uh, I kind of watched the stream a little bit. Uh, criticisms, you know, there's always going to be those. So one person said that it looks like the vast majority of people, they would say about 75% of the people who were honored, were actually Lions Club members. So they were honored for their Lions Club service. Well, I mean, in fairness, the Lions Club, they do do a lot. And uh, there's some people who've been part of that organization for many, many years. And every single year they are dedicated and they commit themselves to whether it's the breast cancer work that they do in October, they have like a site program Um, you know, and they do other stuff like throughout the year. So hats off to Lions. I mean, that's one way to give back, you know, some of the big organizations on Island, um, really, uh, do a lot for the community. So, um, somebody brought up the point that there was a lady from East End who had not been, um, recognized. And, um, they were wondering why she hadn't been recognized. Now, here's the thing, right? With these Heroes Day events, if th- they open nominations at some point, and um, I think they probably could do a better job of letting you know when, no- when the nomination period has opened. Typical government fashion, they send out a press release. And if you miss the press release, then you know if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss it. So I do believe that um, government communications could do a better job of really announcing these things to the wider community, right? But government isn't in the process of actually um, nominating people. Other people have to do that. So this person said to me, oh, you know, they're really surprised that this woman hadn't been nominated. And I said, well, who's gonna do it? It has to be somebody in the community. That's not government's job. And then the person said to me, well, they were surprised that the MP from East End didn't do it. And I thought, why why is it the MP's job? I mean, I really want us to start taking some responsibility in this community where if you see something and you want to do something about it, like if you see someone that you think, oh my gosh, they have had... Years of service, then nominate them or if you're not able to do so say to somebody else, hey, this person should be nominated don't wait till after the fact and then wonder um, why they haven't been nominated because that just doesn't make any sense and it's too late for them to be nominated for their um you know volunteerism so this person said that this lady um Apparently, Pastor Marquise was on Radio Cayman saying that she should have been recognized. Well, Pastor, why didn't you do it? I'm assuming he's from East End. Why didn't he nominate her? There's a process. Like you have to fill out a form and say why the person, as far as I know, it's all online, so they don't make it too difficult. And you say why the person should be nominated. So they're talking about a lady by the name of Miss Av- Evangeline Rankin. She's 91 years old. And they said that she'd not been recognized for her long years of service as a teacher, a girl brigade leader, helping the poor in the East End district, helping children to become decent citizens of the district. And they said, oh, this is so, using the F word, sad. I'm like, yeah, it's sad. And it's sad that people in her own community, East End has how many people? None of, Not all of you are incapable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody should have thought of Miss Evangeline Rankin, age 91. I don't know who she is. But why didn't anybody think of her? And why didn't anybody nominate her? And so the person says, well, I was wondering why Isaac didn't do so. Um, she she gave so much without recognition. Why is it Isaac's job? He's the MP. But why do you expect him to micromanage um, all of your lives? Like, I don't really get that. Uh, Marilyn says she couldn't get us on Facebook. That's weird, Marilyn. We got tons of people. We always have more people watching on Facebook. I'll send you the link directly. I don't know what's going on. But, um, yeah, so, you know, you guys got to pay attention. And if you want to nominate someone, trust me, um, next time be a little bit quick on the pickup and, um, just nominate, you know, who you want to nominate. Yes. All right. That's my best advice for you. Cause like I said, after the fact, then you can't moan and groan and complain about it saying that, uh, somebody didn't do it, The somebody should be you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So KK says, where you get your blouses from? I want to do another online order. I don't tend to order online. This one I've had for a really long time. I don't even know where I got this one from. This one has like one of these little faux tie things in it, but I don't know where I got this one from, to be honest. Um, maybe, maybe KK, I should take you shopping one of these Miami trips. <laughs> Uh, I shop all over the place, to be honest. Um, I told you guys I love me. Uh, I used to love Sears and then they have disappeared. I can't. I'm, next time I go to Miami, I'm going to find the last remaining Sears and see what their stock is like. But yeah, I like pennies. I like, uh, listen, I do really well at the um, discount stores, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, whatever, Ross. Some people go there and they're like, I can't find anything. I walk out with like 20 pairs of shoes. <laughs> I'm like, y'all can't find anything. Are you sure? Listen, location matters. So some stores are definitely better than others. You got to go to nice neighborhoods, y'all. Don't be going to like Hialeah, wherever y'all been going. I don't know, but I'm just saying, pick your neighborhoods carefully. And uh, you also have to have a keen eye because I've gone into stores with people. I remember this young lady years ago. This is when I was doing the PPC at the law school. We had a debate uh, clinic, and we had to go to Tampa. Now you know Tampa's. We were actually in St. Heat, I think, but Tampa's right next door. And that's my old stomping ground where I grew up. So of course it was Caribbean people at, at Stetson University. And I was the only one of the group who drove in the U.S. So they were all trying to hang with me for the free ride. That's <laughs> right. And uh, I remember this girl, a bit bougie from Jamaica and, um, you know, live up in the hills and whatever. And she's like, oh, hey, you know, I've, I've got to get my aunt Taylor in my Liz Claiborne and my this and all these name brands. And I said, oh, you're one of those people who shops for the brand. (laughs) So you're going to pay $100, $125 for top just because it has Liz Claiborne's name on it. I got you, honey, chill, but that's not really my style. I don't mind Liz Claiborne, but I also don't mind some Chinese brand that you've probably never heard of, because guess what? They're all sitting in the same factory together, sewing pieces right next to each other <laughs> you're gonna pay 125 150 for that top over there because it has her name on it it has a particular brand on it you know um louis and whatever and i'm over here with my no-name brand i mean i do have a lot of liz tops because penny send, sells a lot of liz Claiborne stuff but whatever um you know and i'm gonna pay i'm looking for it to be on sale <laughs> you know and she's like no i can't find I, I really can't find anything when i go to these places like t- I said, girl, you just don't know how to shop. I'm going to introduce you to some shopping. And so she went shopping with me. And sure enough, petite little thing, because she's got, like, when you're a size eight, you can find stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. You've not got no dumplings, no rolls of nothing that you have to worry about. So child, I found somebody close for her, and she was so shocked. I said, there is actually a method. Shopping, believe it or not, it can be very strategic. You just got to know what you're doing, honey, Jim. So, anyway, um, yeah. So, I don't normally like to shop with people because I'm a very particular shopper and I move at a quick pace. So you know how some people love to take their time and they gotta try this on and try that on. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, and out, bam, bam, boom, next door. Yeah. And all of a sudden you, got me, you see me with like 10 bags, you're like, whoa, how did you do that in like an hour? I'm like, mm-hmm, we got stuff to do. Uh, so I don't tend to ever shop with other people if I can help it. Um, but I'll give you some lessons, KK. <laughs> Magdalene, good morning, says, but you don't have to be from that district to nominate someone also because they're nominated does not mean that they'll be chosen. You, well, yes, although I kind of feel like, to be honest, most people who get nominated, as long as you make a half-decent argument, look at all the people they had yesterday. My God, could that list have been any longer? You know, and based on what this person was saying about Miss Evangeline, which, by the way, if she's still alive, I clearly need to interview her for my Cayman Voices series. Um. But yes, yeah, so if she's alive and kicking and, you know, still knows what's going on, please, someone link me up with her. Uh, I got a couple scheduled for this week. But yes, you're absolutely right, Magdalene. Anybody can nominate someone. And you, it's it's the it's the strength of your application. And then they always have different categories, like the pioneer category and all this other stuff. So Marilyn, check your, your messages on Facebook. I've sent you. Um, but you know what, Marilyn? It's so nice to see your proper name, I must tell you. Good morning to Levana. Um, Marilyn says, that's for damn sure. Name brand designers. Would go broke if it was for me laughing out loud. Listen, I don't think you need to pay a fortune for most things in life, right? Clothing, I've had clothes last forever. I mean, literally, some pieces of clothing 10, 15 years later, they're still in my closet. And I'm like, okay, you got to go. You you get attached to clothing in a way that sometimes is unnatural. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. You really like an outfit. And sometimes you wear it a lot and then you stick it in the back of the closet and you don't wear it for a while. Well, I love to donate stuff and I do have a basket that I'm going to be donating. Um, In fact, I saw MP Sabrina Turner over the weekend and she's putting together a um, basket of clothing, like a clothes closet sort of thing for women who might be out there trying to find employment and don't have the proper attire. So I told her that I have a basket of stuff that I have to go through. Some of the items in that basket, I know I haven't worn and I'm probably not going to wear. And I just am like, let me part ways with this outfit. And so I'm going to donate it to her basket this time. I I donate clothes to people all the time. Sometimes I'll pack up three, four bags of stuff. Right now I've got shoes in a bag that I'm going to be donating because I acquired some new shoes. And what I try to do is when I get new stuff. I don't keep stuffing it in the closet although the closet is kind of full. I've actually taken over a second closet in another room. Marlin's like, "What's going on here? Why are you moving into another room?" <laughs> I'm like, "Just the closet." Um but having said that, you know, I try to give away stuff. So if I get three new pairs of shoes, I try to pull three old ones out that I'm like, "Hmm. When was the last time I wore that shoe? If it's 3 months, 6 months, yeah." You know, unless it's a special shoe, maybe I'm just not wearing it and somebody else could really, really use it. So donate, contact Miss Sabrina and prospect. She's got this uh, this donation drive going for clothes. Now here's the thing, I wanna warn y'all, do not donate something that you yourself would not wear. Not that you're not going to wear it, right? So maybe it's a little bit tight and whatever, but don't be donating stuff with holes in it and all kind of stuff make sure your, your clothes are of good quality. And one thing I know how to do is take care of clothes, honey, Jim. The first thing you don't do is do not iron your clothes, not with a t- traditional iron, iron, steam your clothes. I've been steaming clothes for years. And because you're not putting direct heat on the clothes, the fiber, like if you looked at, you know, the fiber in my clothes, honey, chair probably even under microscope, A lot of it always looks new. But like I said, this top is like super old. I think I've had this like for years. Um, The quality is much better when you just use steam to take out the wrinkles. And most of this material is like a polyester material or whatever. Uh, This person says they now buy clothes with holes in it. (laughs) I know. Uh, Not me. I'm not trying to make that kind of fashion statement. But um, yeah, you take care of your stuff and you can oftentimes you know, pass it along to somebody else. Uh, there are people in need in the community who would be glad to have um, some of your clothes. So, you know, I've got uniform tops for years. I only used to wear my Roque tops, So there was a lot of stuff in the closet that never got worn. You gain five pounds or more. You know, the bonk, you're not gonna fit in them pair of jeans no more. Give up the ghost, honey child. And you know, you, you know how you always have, tell me if you guys agree. You always have, once you put on weight, You always have that one outfit there. You're like, no, 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 no. I have to keep this one pair of pants, my favorite jeans, my favorite shorts, whatever, because that is my, if I can get back into that outfit, I know I've arrived back where I was. How many of you have done that? We keep a a piece of clothing to be like, oh yeah, you, I'm going to, I'm going to squeeze back into you one day. And that's my, that's my test that I've lost the weight. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, By the time you're ready to actually lose some serious weight and get back into clothes, you want a whole new wardrobe. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm back down to size eight. Mm, I need to be looking sexy in some new digs. I don't want no old clothes from five years ago. Yes, X Factor Fitness, good morning. Uh, X Factor says, I shop quick, same way, my friend. Yes, honey, Jill. Life is short, shopping is good, but I got other things to do. Speaking of shopping, I will be going back to New York soon, I feel like. Um, Number one, it was good to see Fam Fam there, uh, Marlon's cousin. And she's got a three-year-old, which (laughs) Gianna um, was kind of, uh, (laughs) you know, there's a difference. There's a lot of difference between a three-year-old and a six-year-old. And the three-year-old still coming into her own a little bit, you know, still learning to self-regulate. You know, children take a while. Um, and so Gigi's like, oh my gosh, she, she's also a Gigi her, her name is Genevieve, but she goes, they call her Gigi. So we'd be saying Gigi and both of them are responding like, yes, <laughs> but anyway, it was good. And we went to a shopping, uh, one of these outlet malls, which I've not been to in years, when I lived in Florida. Sometimes we drive to like, um, Orlando, which has mega sh- good shopping. And, uh, but this one in, um, let me tell you where this one is. It's in, it's the commons, I think in New York, but it's like outside of the city. Uh, let me see here now. Um, what is it called again? Wood, Woodbury commons shopping center. OMG. If you guys have not been shopping in New York, forget the city shopping go to Woodbury Common. It's a Simon, it's the same people, these Simon premium outlets. They're the same company that owns Sawgrass and I think even um, Dolphin. So they own like a lot of the big malls and stuff. The shopping there was very posh. I mean, like every name brand store that you could think of, Polo, Gucci, uh, Saint Laurent, uh, forgive me, I don't speak French. So if I got it wrong, don't kill me. Um, all the name brands, Oakley, like I haven't seen an Oakley store in years, Forever 21, um, Saks off of Fifth, J. Crew. I mean, they had so many name brand stores that you can't do it like in a day. Like you need more time. Like I literally went to three stores. I was like, oh God, okay, I'm done. They had a kid's clothing store there um, that had so much stuff. OMG. 4.99, 5.99. Listen, when you've got kids, you know not to spend no pile of money in clothing because they're gonna get go out of it in no time. They spill stuff on everything. You know, you got your couple cute outfits, but I'm not spending hundred dollars, fifty dollars, or even seventy-five dollars on an outfit for Gianna. Eh, it's crazy. Now, I'll I'll admit, you know, when when you have a firstborn and you're kind of like especially for me i'm like okay she's going to be the only one so you know as a baby i spared no expense with certain things clothes was not one of those things i'm like babies lives in they live in onesies just put her in a onesie honey child she'll be fine um you know they spit up everything and i'm like ugh, don't worry about it throw it in the wash um half the clothes they don't even wear the good thing about hers cuz she's so petite And she kind of grew so slowly uh, that a lot of clothes lasted a really long time. But listen, kids are funny. She went through a phase where it was like princess dresses and whatever only. Couldn't get her to put on her little tights and pants. Then all she wanted was tights and pants. And then she wouldn't wear the little jumpers. And they still have the tag on them. And then she's growing out of it, donate it to somebody else. You know? So I'm not spending no no pile of money on kids' clothing. Check out this store. I'm going to show you guys some pictures of what they had because I was uber impressed. I was like, what? This place has some really good pricing, good shopping. Uh, Let me see now. Where did I put this stuff? Mm. Um, So we had a good time at this outlet. They have a little bit of everything there, I tell you. Like, I was very, very impressed um, by the, the variety of shopping, the variety of stores. Uh, coach, there's a coach outlet. I mean, I haven't seen a coach outlet in forever. Uh, Adidas, uh, Puma, there's a banana Republic. Um, I mean, they had some amazing and it's an outdoor one. So only the food court was like indoors because it's cold. You need to sit down and be able to eat in the food court comfortably. But the rest of it was like outdoors. And, uh I was like, Hmm, I must come back again and spend some more time here. Check this out. Look at this, four ninety nine long sleeves graphic tees. And I wasn't sure if this store was going out of business or if they just had this kind of sale all the time. But yes, they had a lot of stuff. Like oh my gosh, all the cutest little. And they had a whole section for colored girls. All these tees had beautiful designs on them, and they were all of little colored princesses that looked like my daughter. You know, I encourage people to um, look for clothing and just things in general that your children can relate to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she says she'll say stuff like, "Oh, you know, Auntie got me dolls that look just like me." I said, "Look at that." Mhm. Yep. So they had a whole bunch of stuff. Let me let me show y'all one of the videos actually I took a video. Um, I was sending my girlfriend, I was like, girl, you are missing this sale. This is like when, like I said, when you're a mother, you you look forward to these types of um, sales. $5.99, perfect price. And they had so many different colors. Look at this. I was sending my girlfriend this. I was like, look at the stuff. OMG, all great pricing. This one was called something, I'm trying to look at the tag, something place, children's place or something. But look at all the cutesy stuff for like little girls. Then they had the boys section. Well, you know, I wasn't over in the boys section, but they do have a boys section over there. Um, Yeah, there's the boys section, jeans and everything. Everything was on sale. The cutest little stuff. Uh, Look at these little dresses. These are perfect for little Easter wear, Um, little shoes and all sorts of stuff. Now, one thing that I do not go cheap on is shoes Mm -hmm. because y'all know already we got some foot issues. And even before I had foot issues, my aunt was like always buy quality shoes. You only have one pair of feet and your feet will thank you because, you know, cheap shoes um, can really do havoc on your foot. I don't like sweaty shoes and all that kind of cheapness. Like I'm not into that. I've never been a payless person. Y'all wouldn't catch me dead in a payless. I'm sorry. <laughs> for those of you who love payless. Um, but yes, I believe in quality shoes. But even quality shoes, you can find you gotta just know how to shop for them. You can find them at a good price. All right. Good morning to Hill Construction. How are you? Um, Hill says, uh, good morning, Sandra. No surprise here. Caymanions want to sit back and let others speak for them. You know, um, I I feel like that is a thing. <laughs> like as Caymanians, we need to, I don't know, like, I don't feel like we're as self-reliant as we should be. And unfortunately, I see it all the time. I hear it all the time. Even last week, remember when we were talking about the Uber taxi situation and trying to set the record straight as it relates to that? Some of you in the comment section were like, oh, well, I need government um, to, you know, help me out and did it. I'm like, Listen to me, honey child. Let me tell you my view on on running a business. What I need government to do is not interfere. Stay out of my way. Don't, once the playing field is even, right? Don't make the playing field uneven where some people are getting preferential treatment, all kinds of stuff. But other than that, I don't believe in government interference that much in my life. I would rather not have it than have it, right? So yes, we need laws and regulations and we need government to do certain things but there's a lot of things I don't need government for. If I jump up tomorrow and decide that I'm going to open a business, I'm going to become a taxi driver, okay? And I get started. Why is it government's job to make sure that I'm successful? And I want to put some of y'all to task because when you decided to get into these businesses and industries, what did you do, right? To make sure that it was going to be a viable business. Some of y'all did nothing. And in fact, some of you didn't even take good advice from people who said, eh, that business is not going to be successful. No, no, no. I got ideas. I want to do it. I can give you so many examples. I'm going to give you two right now. This loan to payday business. Oh, Lord, have mercy, y'all. Mm. Everybody wants to get into that now. Oh, I want to be a mini bank without all the regulations. Loaning people money is easy. It sure is. ha, <laughs> ha. It's easy because anybody will take your money because pretty much you're trying to give money away for free and Lord knows they're going to take it. Yes. However, collecting your money back is a whole other situation. And I've known of multiple people, not just one business, multiple people have gotten into this. Some are solo operations and some, you know, and honey child, let me tell you something. When it comes to collecting, they're like, oh, they're loaning out all this money. They don't have a plan for how to collect the money. So now they're coming to CMR talking about, oh, you and your debt collection success. Can you help me? I'm like, was that part of your business plan? Was CMR included in your business deployment plan on how you want to collect your money? Because I doubt that was the case. You just thought, oh, it's going to be easy. I've got a job letter. Listen, you are scraping People up off the bottom of the barrel who have no other options on how to borrow money. They are the highest risk individuals in the world to borrow money from. And that's why you're charging them a premium interest. In some countries, the interest rate would be considered exorbitant. You wouldn't be allowed to do it. But again, I'm not saying that government should regulate this industry yet. Let y'all continue. and We're going to see how it goes. Right? So you're not a bank. You fall into this narrow loan to payday. You can just get a regular business license, charging people exorbitant fees like the pawn shop and you're not regulated. So am I supposed to feel sorry for you when people are not paying their money back? Well, listen, it's a contractual obligation. So you have options to take the personal court. But you need to understand your clientele and the business that you've gotten into. It's very, very high risk. And I've had people say to me, well, I told him not to get into that business, you yeah. know, and some of you go out there and you try to get investors, other people, to float the money that then you're loaning out. And when those other people can't get their money back, then they get pissed off. And listen, it's a situation. I've heard of all sorts of stuff. And y'all be trying to use CMR's name. And I would discourage you from doing so because we're not into that mix-up situation. Um, There was another business that I was thinking of recently as well, restaurants and stuff a young person, oh, I'm going to open up, I'm going to take over a bar. Okay. Restaurants and bars are traditionally very, very difficult, but you, all right, you you got your business plan. Oh yeah, I can do it. Cause look at how expensive liquor is. Liquor is expensive for you to buy also (laughs) to put in your bar. And then you're, you're such a poor business person. Cause not everybody's cut out to be in the world of business. You tell people to come And you giving them free shots and giving the liquor away and you believe you're going to be profitable. How? Uh Uh-huh. And then the location you pick is less than desirable because it only attracts a certain type of clientele. You know, I'm not a bar person. But even if I were a bar person, there's certain bars you'd never catch me dead in. Okay? Because I don't want to go and be involved in no shooting. So I'm not, uh, you all know what I'm talking about. The dump bar kind of scene, the Everglows, that, that 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 wouldn't be my style, okay? Beating people up at Cotton Club. I've been inside Cotton Club twice, I think. You know, walking through, saying hi to the GJ. He gives me a little shout out. I say all of five minutes, you know? But if you decide to take over a bar and you think you're going to take a bar that just had a reputation for like, eh, it's okay, but you know what I'm saying? You're not attracting any high-end clientele. And then all of a sudden, you're trying to tell your high-end friends, oh, come to my bar because it's me. I've, I've fixed it up. It looks posh. It looks that." no, 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 TD. That's not going to work. So y- you have to know what you're getting into. How many of you that are in business have ever sat down and put together a business plan? Everybody want to jump up. Oh, I'm going to start a business. Where's your business plan? Which includes your SWOT analysis, your finances, your this, your that. Yeah show me, show me the the situation on paper. I want to see that you have actually thought this through. Now I know y'all sitting here going, "Oh well, Sandy, you expecting too much now nah, you know nah. well, i I really am not expecting any differently, anything different from you that I haven't done myself. I'm gonna show y'all something, okay? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into all the details of this but um there's a couple of businesses that um I have uh had the pleasure of opening in my lifetime you know I got a little knack for things and the only exception and this is this is weird and I'm gonna tell you why this is a bit weird in a second here but the only exception for a business that I didn't actually have a proper business plan for was CMR. <laughs> Go figure. But I'm going to tell you why, despite that, I had a business plan in my head, but I didn't really put pen to paper. But I'm going to explain that one because that one's a bit of an anomaly. And I don't recommend you do it. But look, yeah, um, I can't really show you all my cover thing because I don't know. This business is now, this business is, is on the back burner. I'm not going to do it. And there's a specific reason why. But this is a 58-page document that I put together. First of all, the um, overseas company that we were partnering with required a business case submission, yes? So this is me, company information. They need information, me, background, corporate entity, facilities and equipment, products and services, management of the organization, review of operating environment, market analysis, customer analysis, customer attention a whole SWOT analysis, weaknesses, you know what SWOT SWOT stands for, right? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And honey child, when you have to sit down and think about, okay, because everybody only thinks about the strength of a business. What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? Right? What are the threats in the marketplace? So some of you are reliant on a particular type of client. And that client can disappear overnight if a catastrophic event happens. Now, the chances of catastrophic events happening are pretty slim, but in your SWOT analysis, you should at the very minimum think about it. COVID was pretty slim too, but guess what? We were shut down for years, yeah? Nobody saw COVID coming. But it came. And it changed our lives. Center resources. How are you going to staff the place? Operations manager responsibilities, office manager, facilities management. There's a whole section under that. Security. Um, you know, buildings and surrounding area, office layout, location layout. I mean, workstation setup. I had to go through child protection. Some of y'all don't believe in that, but my page 40 talked about child protection, safeguard, because y'all know I'm big on that particular topic. OK, IT and networking, information sharing and data management, financial performance, because at the end of the day, when you're in business, it should be about the money. All right. So what's your financial plan? Startup costs and funding. Where are you getting the money from? How much is it going to cost you to do this, this and this? Have you priced stuff out? Um, Opening balance sheet, fixed operating expenses, projected sales forecast, projected cash flow statement year one, two, and three, projected income statement year one, two, and three, balance sheet year one, two, and three, year end summary. I mean, listen folks, I sat down and put together almost a 60 page document. Okay. Looking at potential clients, sample client lists. This is indicative of thing that you have got to be willing to do. I'm going to show y'all one more because remember I told you I had my little business idea that the SEMA, the monetary authority managed to frustrate the hell out of me um, where I just literally walked away from the business. They were making it so difficult that I was like, "Mm, I can see um, what my life was going to be like Having to deal with my Honey Chair. Um, hold on one second. It was called um. What the heck was the, um? Hold on, and I still got my folder stuff with it. It was so yeah. I mean, I save all these things. You know, I've got my little folders here. And, um, uh, huh, um, hold on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've, I, I did my in that case, that particular company needed quite a bit of, um, uh, KYC stuff. So I had my KYC manuals. I had already, listen, before you even think about opening it, you got to know who you're getting your vendor, like who, you know, you're getting certain things from. Listen, y'all don't, y'all don't appreciate what is required to open a business. So when you do it by the seat of your pants and it's like this fly by night operation, right? And you're not successful. I don't think that you should be making any demands on the government to bail you out. To me, that's not uh, that's not good practice. That that doesn't make any sense, right? I'll have to see where huh, where have I put that folder? Anyway, Honey child, it's here somewhere. And um, you know, again, business plan, financials. Um, had had my KYC documentation. Um. I can't find that one right now. Anyway, it's here. <laughs> Believe me, you, it's here somewhere. All of my vendor agreements, um, you know, we're, every single possibility for the business, right? Um, you know, listen, you might not have every skill set in the world and this is what ends up happening. You're good at a particular thing, right? So you're a mechanic, you're good at fixing cars, That doesn't mean because you're good at fixing cars that you should become um, an auto mechanic shop. There's a lot more to running a business than just doing a very particular thing. You're good at fixing cars, but when you're a business owner, you've got to be able to manage accounts, do some admin, work permits, marketing, all these things. And you might know nothing about any of those other things except how to fix cars. And if that is all you know, you need to think twice about getting in certain types of businesses unless you appreciate those skill sets and you are willing to pay other people to do it for you. So none of us go into this like, oh, I'm an accountant. I'm a CPA. Yeah, 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 whatever. Right. I'm not a Canova Watson. I'm no CPA, right? But I might have to hire the services of somebody who is. I have to hire someone to do my books. I'm at least smart enough to be able to keep QuickBooks going, input expenses and whatever. So that makes the the accountant's job a little bit easier because they can see the proof of what's coming in and what's going out. Yeah? So even the bank. When CNB says, oh, we need your updated KYC, we need financials, we need a balance sheet, we need this and that, half of y'all running these businesses with a business license, you're like, what? I don't know nothing about that. You've got to be more invested if you want to be a business owner. You've got to be more invested in that process. You don't know marketing. Okay, not everybody is a marketing guru. You hire somebody who knows marketing, who can do it for you. Otherwise... When you start to fail and you start to have issues, you shouldn't really be jumping up and down, trying to blame other people for those failures, especially not the government. Oh, the government must help me, why? That's not the government's job. The government's job is not to interfere with you, right? Not to overly burden the process. So that if you want to open up a business and you want to you know, get going with whatever it is you're doing, You're able to do that unencumbered. But this concept of no, other people must be there and doing all my stuff. It just doesn't, it just doesn't fly. And I'm not buying it. I'm not, I'm not looking to give y'all no handouts in life. Sorry if that's what you were expecting. But it's a good thing. I do think for people who want to get in business and who want to try a little something, because sometimes you learn a lot about yourself, quite honestly. When you decide to um when you decide to to get in a business of your own, oh yes, here's my business plan. I knew it was here somewhere, honey chill uh is that the one? no, that's still not the one that I'm looking for um, hmm. anyway, child I got so many. <laughs> I did a search for business plan. I got 420 something items that came up. I'm like, Lord Jesus. Anyway, uh, let's just say that um, KYC. Let me see if I can search for KYC. If that filters it any better. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. This one yeah 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 okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys this one again. Um, I'm a bit surprised that I don't have this one as a um, I couldn't find the PDF version of this, but anyway, uh, so this was another um company. this was the one like I said that seema was like, girl, we're not gonna let you in on that business because uh-uh, that gonna make some money. And yeah, they, uh, hold on. That's not the one i look for. They just, so here was my, um, oops. Here's my executive summary. Hold on now. Um, and I'm only showing you guys this because I want you to get an appreciation. This one was 31 pages. Uh, you know, what the company is, what it was going to do. And this was written many, many years ago. Use of technology. Uh, So these were some of the things that we were looking to offer clients, 24 hour availability, ease of transfer of funds, uh, safety concerns, freedom, um, use of technology type of business. Uh, There's a whole management overview of the people who are going to be involved in this. Yep. There is my little friend, John. Uh, We had some people who were going to actually participate in this. Um, I don't get in business with other people. There's good reason for that. I like to be my own boss. But sometimes you need other officers and stuff in the business, other directors or whatever, right? Um, so yeah, here, here it all was everything, how it was gonna be funded, what the company background, you know, at this point I got logos done, business card, everything. Growth and financial objectives, business history. Look at all my little financials, honey chill, number of customers, transfer amounts. You know, this is back in 06, so that tells you how long ago this was. Uh, sales forecasts. Um, this was my projections here. Legal structure and ownership, company location and facilities, mobile delivery services, market analysis. Here's my SWOT analysis. Again, you make sure you get a SWOT analysis done, yeah? Um, uh, money transfer, compare sheets. This is me looking at the competition. This is what the competition charges, right? And this is what we would be able to offer compared to the competition, Uh, country locations. Folks, all I'm saying is just get yourself together. Nobody's here to hold your hand in this world. There will be resources available and people can help you. And sometimes you got to pay for that help. Because as I say, in the world of business, it takes money to make money. Now, here's the funny thing about CMR. I never did a proper business plan for CMR beforehand. And part of the reason why, because I never actually intended CMR to become a business, which is when you talk to me ordinarily, you think that that would be really, really weird. But I was driven by emotion when I started this platform. That's why I always used to say, and I still say it, this is a passion, not a paycheck. That sounds very, very weird yeah but i never intended to make money off of cmr ever and then when i started spending more and more money it's like uh yeah got to be self sufficient here so you guys know the story about how cmr got started i was freelancing for loop came in and that was being managed by somebody out of Jamaica. They didn't have a clue about K-Man. That's why they came to me and said, Oh, you know, we hear you're well connecting the community, blah, blah, blah. Will you help us? And I said, Okay. Every time I send them jokers a um story, it's like, oh no, that's too controversial. I remember one time the CEO of Digicell basically got fired. They took him out. And I was in Miami and I got the news. Because y'all know the phone be ping, ping, pinging, ping. ping, ping. I got the news and I uh contacted the country manager, Danika, and I said, Hey, Digicel just got rid of their CEO. And she's like, Really? Now, Loop is owned by Digicel. So follow, follow the chain now. And uh she was like, Really? She didn't know anything about that. Oh, she's got to contact the lawyers in the company and corporate and this and that they wouldn't touch the story because Loop is owned by DigiSol. I said, hold on a second now. You're either independent media, you're running a newspaper here, or you're not. You can't just put up stories that are fun to read and non-controversial. At some point, a story is going to ruffle feathers. Oh, no, Sandy, we can't touch that one. I said, Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. So you guys only want to do... um. The, the pretty stories, like, what? I'm like, no, that can't work. Anyway, I kept hitting up against this roadblock. And one day I remember saying to her, she said, I sent something across. She like, oh no, that's too controversial. And I said, what the hell am I doing here? Why am I wasting my time with you people? And I literally said, okay, Danica, I'm done. This was how the conversation went. I said, I'm done. I'm gonna just start my own news platform. She's like, oh, okay. I don't think she believed me. She was like, okay, whatever. But keep in mind that I was able to do that because number one, at that point, I had been my own business owner for many, many years. I also had the writing background in the sense that I've done freelance work for local publications. And I also, when I was in university, worked for The Compass as a writer. I used to have my entire prospectus um, book that I could open up and show you all of my articles and everything like back in the day. You actually put that together to show your work. I've interviewed people like world leaders from United Arab Emirates and, you know, guest speakers at the university and the university circuit and all kind of stuff. So that's how it began. And I thought, I'm just going to help my community provide news. You know, first story out the barn, Bruce Blake gets arrested. Everybody's like, oh, my God, clutch your pearls. What the heck? And so, but as I continued, and I'll never forget this, uh, Marlon has a cousin named Mark. He is a PhD. He's a pilot, w- served in the army, um, teaches people, he, like an instructor as well, on how to fly these jets and all kind of stuff. So he was saying to me one day, he's like, oh, you got this platform, k Road. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. And he said to me one day, what, how are you going to monetize this? And I'm like, why would I want to make money? <laughs> Listen to naive little me. I'm like, monetize? Why? Why do I have to monetize it? And he's like, well, what's the end goal? And hear me, this is my passion, not a paycheck. And he said, yeah. Okay. Are you spending money on this? And I said, yes. Servers, starting to hire staff, do all this stuff. So he's like, so you're going to be expending money on a business because that's not what this has become. And you're not going to have a focus of how to recoup money, how to not make that come out of your own, your own personal account that you're using to pay bills. And I'm like, mm, thanks for giving me a bit of an eye opener here because now I can see honey child that uh, I need to get it together and I need to have a proper business plan. So I kind of did that one ass backwards as came out would say, all right, Sabrina, is asking if steaming takes long. No, actually steaming is a lot quicker than ironing. Once you get the hang of it, you can steam an outfit, boom, 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 you're done. Good morning, Miss Olive. Uh, Miss Soka says those YSL handbags are horrendous, ugliest design and brown to boot, yuck. <laughs> I feel like as women, we all go through um, a particular phase where we like certain things, certain brands or whatever. Soka says, I take my stuff to the Broward Outreach homeless shelter and anything with holes or stains, I drop off in textile recycling bins. So glad I don't have to drop them in the trash bin, which so many people sadly do. Miss Iva, um, I need to get in contact with her because I think I need to definitely interview her. Miss um, mm-hmm. Morna says, uh, six months fat, six months slim. <laughs> so it's hard to give away. But I saw I was giving stuff to people and good stuff too. Yeah, get listen, if you're gonna give to people, think of how they feel. Like you want to give people something that's like decent, right? Uh, so Miss Soka says that those toilets with the rotating plastic on the seats were in Miami airport forty years ago. Not sure why they replaced them after a few years. Maybe maintenance costs. I always thought the plastic just recycled went in one end and back out the other for people to sit on. No, but it always crossed my mind. Oh girl, please. That would not be sanitary. (laughs) That would not be a selling point. Good morning, Miss Sue. She says it's very hard to find plus size stores that sell plus size clothing in Cayman or overseas. I feel like you definitely have more options um, overseas and uh, you know, I, I my motivation is to try to stay out of the plus size section as much as I possibly can. Because yeah, honey child, when you gotta go over there, they'd be charging you more too, because it's more material. Thank you, YouTuber 345, the children's place, the only place I shop online. Oh, they've got an online store too. Oh, well, I might have to check them out for real. Um, Miss Sue says, I only have two favorite stores. You gotta expand your horizon, Miss Sue. Life, life is about. Flavor and variety. <laughs> uh huh. Alejandra found some good deals in the UK. Uh, Soka says Payless went out of business a long time ago. I know, but even when they were in business, they wasn't really getting any from me. Toby says they need to do a SWOT analysis. Thank you, Toby. And competitor analysis before starting a business. They need something. It doesn't have to be a 60-page or even a 30-page document. But trust me, when you think of a business and you sit down and you start to write down what your goals are, your milestones, you do basic small analysis, you really um, get to think about it at a deeper level about whether or not it's going to eventually be beneficial. Alejandra says, yeah, business is risky as life. But here's the other thing that you have to remember, folks. The first five years of most businesses are never profitable. Some of y'all jump in and you expect to make a profit in six months. It's like, what? Startup costs, your investment costs, all these things almost guarantee that your business is not going to be profitable for a minute. So even your expectations tend to be wholly unrealistic when it comes to what your business will do. Maybe we need more business courses. Maybe y'all are not doing these things because you don't even know where to begin. You don't know what to do. Despite there being a lot of resources available to people, I still feel like people are at a loss of what to do and how to help themselves. Ms. Vernita says people mostly go in just to make money. You need to spend money to make money. Rule 101 in business. And if you have rent a place, you need at least six months, six, you need at least something six months to a year for it to be profitable. You're going to need more time than that. Sometimes what you do, depending on the nature of your business, is you make sure that overhead costs, especially in a place like Cayman where rent is really expensive, all associated costs are expensive. You keep that to a minimum, bare minimum, honey child. Okay. Yeah. Rent can can kick you in the booty because it's not just the rent. Just like when you buy a house, it's not just the mortgage, it's all the associated cost. So y'all killing down, oh, CNB don't want to give me a mortgage and I'm paying $1,200 in rent. Well, my love, you're paying $1,200 in rent and that's it. You're not paying life insurance, property insurance, uh, upkeep and other such things. When you're a homeowner, it's not just the mortgage. It's way beyond that. Good morning, Miss Darlene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says maybe they are there just to keep certain of our locals down and in any shape and form that they can. Who is they? I'm not sure who you're referring to. Um Lizette Miss Sue says Lizette, yes, I used to buy some things there, but even there, 3X was small and no underwear. Oh gosh. You might have to look at Amazon, honey child. Oh Lord, here's bright. What a bright Aronzi trying to scam us. Um, we'll block you, honey. We're not gonna have time for scammers. Morning, Jonathan says, I'm late, traffic is a mess. Really, I wonder if there's an accident. Hello, Jim says, Tried it, plus size wasn't supported as I would have liked. So, Jim, you had a plus size store, but can I ask you about your marketing plan? Um. We got a lot of plus size people and came in Cayman. So when you say you weren't supported, I need to know a little bit more uh, to really make an analysis of what was going on. Like what kind of what kind of clothes? Because a lot of plus size people, like I said, they're already paying extra because of the extra material to make the garments. You might not want to be going main brand plus size because then they can't afford it. But there are models that work. Look at Jay Michaels. Look at how successful, how Jay Michaels started out and look at where they are now. I'm just saying. Alejandro is asking Jonathan, where's his late pass? Scooch on in, Jonathan. Uh, Still check us out. But I don't know anything about your business, Jim. This is what I'm telling you. Half y'all think people know who you are and what your businesses are. And, um, you know, you have no clue what people don't know. Don't assume that people know how to find you. That's why you got to keep on it when it comes to your marketing game. All right, let's let's talk about racism in the Cayman Islands, y'all. We need to move on from this. Uh, Jim says we don't we didn't do um, all name brands. Well, I mean, I, I need to hear more about the marketing plan. Uh, Sue says, Miss Sandy, I wasn't always plus size from having a weak knee and surgery, put on the extra pounds, and the storage in the states not Cayman. Um, I mean, there's some options here. Like it depends on on what you're kind of into what sort of clothing you're into. For me, I don't tend to buy clothes in Cayman a whole lot. Although sometimes I do find the occasional deal here and there, but, um, you know, cause listen, you can take $300 in the States and buy yourself almost a whole new wardrobe in Cayman that'll get you one or two outfits if you're lucky. Uh, Gabby says I'm in desperate need of a maternity clothing store in Cayman. Do the baby stores sell any maternity wear? Probably not, right? Huh. For me, Gabby, maternity wear, I just bought bigger sizes <laughs> and made it work. Uh, but I only gained like five pounds. So I didn't need, like I didn't have an obvious really protruding stomach. So I didn't really have to um, do a lot of maternity wear stuff. But sometimes you just got to buy Couple sizes up, go in the plus size department. Um, So we are on SM. What's SM? have a professional marketing company who does it for us. I don't even know what SM is, but I've never heard of Blue Iguana on the waterfront. So I don't know who your professional marketing company is, but let me give you a word of advice, Jim. Sometimes professional marketing companies can do a good job in terms of They design a flyer, whatever, for you. Getting your company name out there takes reach. And until you've built up your own platforms to a particular level, you may not have the reach. So my next logical question would be, where are they advertising your company to reach clients? Because your own Facebook and Instagram page might not be the ideal location. So if I were going to do an analysis of the situation, and I'm just going to do this very impromptu, you say your business is called Blue Iguana, which like I said, I've not heard of other than what a Blue Iguana is. So the first thing I search is um, pages that come up Blue Iguana Conservation, and I see Blue Iguana Boutique. I'm assuming this is you, Uh, But according to this, you've only got three people who follow your page. Is this you, 59 South Church Street? So if you only have three people following your page, that right there, my friend, is the problem. I see a lady here. She won Shop and Win. Kim Chin won herself a cross bag. That's nice. Only five people liked that. So how many people did that post actually reach? So this is the problem. You can be, I mean, you guys look at your posting fairly regularly, but if that page doesn't reach anybody, if you don't have any followers that you can have all the professional marketing people in the world you want, you're probably wasting money on those services because your page doesn't have the reach. So what you need to do is through other, this is why, this is why advertising and other platforms, radio, you know, online, whatever. That's why it's important because you're actually able to reach more people through those platforms. Let me give you an example. Jonathan Webster. Here's a little company. Here's a mobile company. Uh, so the other day I needed his services. Um, honey chill because I had a dead battery <laughs> and I called Jonathan he was like, I'm available right now. In fact, I'm like five minutes away. I'm coming to you. And he came, got me up and going, gave me a charge in no time. So I was able to get to the Honda um, Car City folks to get my new battery. I appreciated that so much. Right? So we did this post um, on January the 5th. Yes. So I came back from a little trip overseas and had a dead battery, honey chill. So let me show you this. This is this is the difference, um, Jim, between paying people to do something for you and understanding the value of what it is that they're actually doing. So here's Jonathan. And I. I said, Hey Jonathan, he's a young Caymanian business owner. I love his hustle. I like to support. Uh, local business owners, especially young people, he really provided great service. Like I said, he was there in five minutes, got me all sorted out. And I said, Jonathan, I'm going to do a post, and uh, he's like, "Oh, that's nice." We took a little selfie and we posted it up. Now this is where the value of um, you you know your marketing money you might want to really evaluate or reevaluate how you're spending your money. Does it make fiscal sense for you to pay a professional marketing company? Only you can answer this because only you know what you're actually paying them. All right. So here's the thing. I did this post. Little me and Jonathan Webster, yeah. It's just a testimonial. Now it's the truth. I said thanks to Jonathan from AutoShield for the jump start. Called him for your mobile mechanic needs. A week of sitting here and the six month old HRV was dead. And when I say dead, I could not even open the door locks. Like I was a bit surprised that the battery six months old was already gone. And someone said, yeah, you should have kept your Mercedes. I put that little joke in there. 459 people liked and loved this post. The post actually reached 38,285 people. Y'all see that? Now, that's a significant reach here in the Cayman Islands cuz you know, that's like half the population. Now, not all these people might even be in Cayman. But guess what? If Jonathan even got 10 new customers after reaching 38,285, that's growth. That's forward movement. Right? Over 2,876 people engage with the post, which means that they reacted to it, they commented, they shared it, they clicked on it, they viewed it. So it's the engagement numbers that really matter. Yes, it matters how many people the post reach. That's fine, over 38,000, that's great. But of the 38,000, 2,876 actually engage with the post. So this post engagement number here is what you care about, right? That's what matters. Now, some posts, by the nature of what they are, just attract a lot of attention. Remember the young man last week? Um, what was his name again? Was it James at at, uh, at Kirk Market? Was that his? Yes, little James. Oh my gosh, James posts went viral. And when I say viral, I do mean it went viral. So here's little James. We put little James up, it says dare CMR, put up the, the, the testimonial from the customer. This is just a copy and paste. I don't have the time. I don't read it word for word. I just copy and paste it. So even if it has a typo and I'm like, yeah, it's the person who sent it in don't y'all get your panties in a bunch. So here's little James 2.2 thousand followers Look at this insights and ads. This reached almost 60,000 people. 59,099 for post impressions, 56,727 for reach, and over 7,691 people engage with this. And it's not over. This is what it is as of right now. So people can continue commenting on it, liking it, whatever, And it will continue to grow. I'm going to give you all some free marketing advice here this morning because that's just the type of person I am. I want to see each and every one of you who are in business succeed. Sometimes, despite your own misgivings (laughs) and lack of whatever, I want you to succeed. Social media marketing is not just about sticking up a post, there's a lot of things that you have to do, and you have to be willing to do them consistently. Here's one of them. Every single time somebody likes a post, so this one has 2.2 thousand, right? You click on this right here. Y'all paying attention? You own a business? You got a social media page, especially Facebook. You click on this and you go through and you invite every single person. Look at me giving y'all free advice here this morning. Invite every single person who has liked this post to follow your page. Look at that, y'all. Sandy just gave you free advice and I'm not charging you for it, huh? How about them apples? Invite people, and you have to do it every so often because, you know, new people like it and whatever. Invite those people to follow you. That is how you increase your numbers. It's no accident that CMR has over 75,000 followers. On Facebook alone, there is a strategic point here to all of this. Yes, 75,138 followers and growing. Reached over 245,000 people this last 28 days, over half a million, 692 in post engagement. And then the last 28 days we gained. 529 new followers. You probably lost one or two as well because y'all be getting salting up in your feelings. Right? Shows you top posts, post engagement. You know, you've got to understand the logistics of what it is that you do because the beauty of a platform like Facebook, folks, is that they give you every single thing that you need in terms of information. You just have to know where to find it and how to use it, because sometimes it can be a little bit convoluting. Yeah? All right, none of that was on a discussion this morning, but anyway, giving you all some free business advice. Racism in the Cayman Islands is alive and well. (laughs) Did I need to tell you all that? Let's give a few examples from over the weekend. Lord have mercy couple posts that went up on uh social that um really really concerning actually so one was a lady who was renting a place who decided in her rental to exclude people From it Now, let me try and find this post because a number of people sent it to me. And at first I looked at it and I thought, oh, my God. (sighs) Some people, you can't help them, you know, (laughs) you really, really can't. Let me see if I can find it. So this was a rental. um, And, you know, at the end of the day, you have a property. Technically, you can choose to rent to whoever you want to. But... In most jurisdictions, there are laws against blatant discrimination. Let me be very clear here. That doesn't stop discrimination. But you can't say, I don't want to rent to Black people. I don't want to rent to Asian people and all this kind of stuff. That just doesn't fly. Okay. So let me see here now. I'm going to find this post so I can read it verbatim in terms of what it said. Um, I don't know who told this person this was a good idea to put up this rental post, but it essentially said that they were not going to take any NAU clients or Asians. It says no NAU and no Asians. Hmm. The problem with this is uh, this reeks of racism. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why the person worded it that way. Because honestly, it was just completely unnecessary. I, when I say unnecessary, I mean really, really unnecessary. Why... Would they need to say? Listen, people can say no NAU, and in some respects, that might be a form of discrimination. But the reason why most people don't want NAU is they say, you know, they can't deal with the the red tape of it all, and you know, government taking their sweet time to pay people. And listen, when you when you have government as a client, you have to have the patience of Job when it comes to receiving your money. Some entities, some departments, some agencies are quick. Yeah, you get your money quick. Others, child, months later, you're still like, "Uh, can I get that invoice paid? It's the nature of kind of doing business with government, child. They say they're world-class civil service, but sometimes they're a little bit slow. And you just, you you know that in 99% of the cases, you will eventually get your money, <laughs> you know? So that's really not the issue. It's a question of when, and I get it. Some of you cannot wait, yeah, to get your money. And so it's your choice if you say, well, I ain't got no time to be sitting out waiting on government. Um, it is what it is. Now we've seen racism in this country before and I've talked about it. I'm searching for this particular post. I see one from September of 2020 talking about they want a professional expat. That's racism. Yeah. Uh, This one talking about work visa holders. Um, uh, This one said, um, I'm trying to remember what the wording on this one was. But you know, they'll, they'll specifically say things like, Um, we don't want certain nationalities or they do the opposite. Look at this one from a local restaurant looking for Canadians and Australians. I'm like, what? This is the Cayman islands. This one we posted back in 2021, January, 2021 preference for on island applicants, but why are you looking for Canadians and Australians? In the Cayman Islands, the work uh, requirements are, you're supposed to be looking for Caymanians. (laughs) What the hell? So when you tell me you're looking for Canadians and Australians, I have to ask the question, say, what? Why are you looking for Canadians and Australians? Mm -mm -mm. So it looks like we're all facing a degree of, um, of racism in some form or another. But this is the one now. This is the latest one here. Two days ago, anti-discrimination legislation, something we don't have. No NAU and no Asians. Sorry. So it says beautiful three-bedroom, two-bath villa. uh, In Crew Road, no sharing and no overcrowding. Perfect for family. Available the second week of February. No NAU and no Asians. Sorry. Uh, they've since taken this down because I think that they they recognize exactly the problem here. The biggest issue with this is um, this person obviously has a degree of ignorance built into this post. When you say no Asians, who are you referring to? Now, I know that they're talking about Filipinos. Doesn't take a scientist to figure this one out, Right. I don't need to have a psychology degree. But that alone demonstrates your lack of ignorance. Because the term Asians apply to more than just Filipinos. Indian people are Asian people. So you can be from any of those countries India, Pakistan, Malaysia, Chinese, Vietnamese, Filipino. The term Asian is very, very broad. And in fact, I'm pretty sure that when they put this post up, they are specifically talking about Asians. I mean, my apologies, are specifically talking about Filipinos. So Asia, as it turns out, is a really, really big area. And and in fact, there are Caribbean people who are Asian. So you're trying to tell me, um, my husband, who happens to be Jamaican Indian, and he would be categorized technically, actually. According to 23andMe, he has no ounce of anything else in his bloodline but Asian. So you're saying you're not going to rent to him? The term Asian is a little bit too broad, right? You've got people from Southeast Asia, Are you including people in the Persian Gulf as part of your Asia demographics? So it's unfortunate that that term was used when I think what she really wanted to say was no Filipinos. Now, what is the issue with renting to Filipinos? Well, if you take a look at the post, she kind of says it earlier, so I don't even know why she needed to say no Asians. She says, no sharing and no overcrowding. Okay. So the Filipino community has a reputation um, based on, you know, a little bit of what they do for what's called bed sharing, room sharing. You know, their philosophy is this hey, I'm just here for a couple of years working to send money back home to help and support my family and maybe to build a little home or whatever. I'm not here to live a luxurious lifestyle and to build in your country necessarily. Some of that, some of them it changes, but you know. So I only need a bed. I don't even need a room to myself. I can share room with multiple people. And there's a lot of people, we've talked about this before, you guys might not remember this because it's now been a minute, but we uh, talked about this previously, about this whole concept of bed sharing and why a lot of people have an issue with bed sharing. Number one for me, the biggest concern is one of safety. If a room and you know, planning never has this conversation with anybody, but a dwelling house, when you look at this, the um, the occupancy certificate, certificate of occupancy, it will say that you know this square footage house is designed for so many people. In a commercial environment, they're much more strict um, enforcement of that. If it's only for so many tenants or whatever, they're got, not going to allow you to overcrowd it because, heaven forbid, a fire breaks out or there's some kind of emergency or whatever, you got a problem. Well, that should be an equal concern in the residential market. So if you have a 1,200-square-foot house that was by square footage designed for four or five people occupancy at the most, has two bedrooms, and you're trying to squeeze 10 people in that same space, heaven forbid something happens, you're gonna have a problem on your hands. So I can understand why people don't like the concept of room sharing, bed sharing. And as we continue to, uh, on the one hand, import some degree of poverty. On the other hand, allow landlords to kind of increase pricing exorbitantly and there's no measure of controls in place whatsoever and i'm not advocating that government is the one to try to put controls in place listen to me very very carefully you will have more and more desperate people trying to share stuff you've seen these crazy ads up on ek people talking about they don't even know you a man but he's looking for a woman to share bed and i'm like what (laughs) you're looking for who to do what uh, is it are you looking for a girlfriend? Cause how the hell are you gonna be sharing a bed with a total stranger? Mm-mm. Honey child, there's there's things in life you don't share. You don't share underwear, you don't share men and women if you can help it. Some of y'all can't help it. And you certainly don't share a bed with somebody you do not know. That's kind of icky actually. <laughs> When I see those ads, I'm like, ooh, <sighs> the germaphobe in me has issues with that on so many levels, right? But, you know, it's it's desperation. So they're paying um for a room, $500, $600, $800, whatever for a room, and they can't afford that. So now they want you to come in there and share the bed. I'd be like, honey child, get a cot. I, I sleep on the cot since I'm begging you to share with me and you take the bed like something. And it wouldn't be no opposite sex sharing business either. So for a long time, we've been calling out the prejudiceness in this community. Here's another one. This was during COVID lockdown, right? This one said, please note this home is not available for rental by residents of the Cayman Islands. And I was like, what do you mean by residents of the Cayman Islands? Normally that means Caymanians, honey child. They don't want you renting their luxury villas, even during COVID when they had nobody else here to rent it. And of course, this woman got all up in arms about, oh, we were misinterpreting this and blah, blah, blah. And she was only using the wording of the property owner. And I said, well, I don't care whose wording it is. This was prominently put on here. Please know that this home is not available for rental by residents of the Cayman Islands. And this was during the time, June of 2020, when the country was locked down. So who else are you going to be renting to? At this point, we weren't even, we had just gone into lockdown. We weren't letting anybody in. Not even to quarantine. So I'm like, what? So the whole thing of discrimination, here's another one. Job hiring sales clerk, where they say, Yeah, that they are looking for, what did they say in this one? I think this one's looking for um. Oh, yes, preferably Thailander, Indonesian, Nepalese, or Chinese. Why in the Cayman Islands do you need a Thailander, Indonesian, Nepalese, or Chinese to work as a sales clerk? This is the Cayman Islands. Here's another one. Seeking Filipino. They couldn't even spell it right, but okay. Turkish Tyler. Why? Because a Jamaican Tyler can't get the job done. A Caymanian Tyler can't get the job done. Like what on earth? Filipino Tylers and Turkish Tylers are bringing a certain skill set to the table. Hardworking Filipino Tyler with over three years experience. Must have experience with what did it say? Would lock plank tiles, if not willing to learn. <laughs> so they're willing to teach you, but you gotta be Filipino or Turkish, seriously. You know, I mean, it's just, it's shocking and disturbing that we see these constant reminders that we are surrounded by racism and discrimination on all fronts. Caymanians are having to put up with it. We are having to be discriminated against in housing and job opportunities. Um, Someone made the remark with this last ad that the funny thing is that person might be a Caymanian now, but they're like, uh, where did she come from? What part of Honduras? And now you come here and get a little apartment, I guess, that you can rent and now you're discriminating against other people. It's not a good look. But what is even more concerning is the fact that we have no legislation. We have no anti-discriminatory legislation on the books whatsoever. So it's not protecting me as a Caymanian, as a woman. It's not protecting anybody because it just doesn't exist. And this now is where I have to ask of the politicians, why not? It is time that we put certain consumer legislation in place. You should not be able to discriminate against someone based on their color, creed, or nationality. Sexual orientation, none of that stuff should be a reason for you to discriminate against somebody else. I should not be discriminated against because I'm a woman, because I'm a person of color, or because I'm Caymanian. You, likewise, should not be discriminated against because you're a Filipino. And on the flip side, you also shouldn't be given preferential treatment in this country because you're a Filipino either, because this is in your country. Now, in the Philippines, if you have protection legislation in place that says, you know what, for these jobs, Filipinos come first, I ain't got no problem with that, because in my country, When you're in the Cayman Islands, you should be seeking to hire Caymanians first. All right, good morning to Debbie. Hero Blair says he enjoyed the parade yesterday. He's joining us from Orlando. Uh, Today's very cool and my birthday. Hey, happy birthday. May you live to see many, many more. Um, Luis says, well, I lease a bar from Jessica Essence. And she made it clear in one of her comments that she don't want black or Spanish people in her place. Who's Jessica? And she is black and Spanish. Oh, Lord Jesus. Talking about a piece of work. She says that she will have a hard task getting her white people back in her bar. (laughs) Say what? Oh, Lord, the ignorance surrounding some of these things is um, a little bit shocking, I must say. I, I, Luis, I need to wrap my head around what you're saying. Is it unheard of that people are prejudiced against their own people? Honey, child, open your eyes now. This is the Cayman Islands and we suffer from this ourselves. We can be some of the most discriminatory people against our own people. And I don't mean Black versus white. I mean, our own people of color discriminate against each other. Talking about shades of color. I'm like, shades of who? Chai, you are black. Even if you're fair skin with straight hair, you're still black. You got an ounce of Negro blood. Everybody else in the world would consider you black, but yourself. Mm-hmm. What a hot mess. 943 Bobo's telephone helpful number if you have an opinion on this. We've had discussions on here about how we get so caught up about hair texture and nappy hair and this and that. Caymanians have 1% European and they won't go around talking about, oh yeah, my ancestors are European. Lord Jesus. I was looking at my 23andMe results last night. I was showing my girlfriend, Mary, because she just sent hers in. So she's anxious to get her results back. And I was showing her some of my results, and look, look, yeah, I found some new people that I'm family to that I didn't even know. Apparently, Isaac Rankin and I are family. Hey, cousin. (laughs) Lorna Dilbert, um, Hampson, and I are cousins. Lorna, as much as I talked to you, I didn't know we're family somewhere down the line, honey chow. I think it said like third or fourth cousins or something. I'm like, what? I need to find out how this really go. And Ralston Anglin's daughter uh, has done the DNA test and it says that her and I are third cousins. I'm so shocked. Good morning, caller.
6: Yeah. Morning, son. I love the topic.
0: <laughs> yes. my love. You know, um, here it is. I, 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 um,
6: I didn't believe in racism in Cayman ever. i and not saying that I didn't know. I, I didn't believe it exists. Right. But it's not a Caribbean thing. In my opinion, um Majority of the um you know interactions with racism is always from Americanized people, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I say Americanized people because I hear it from my own K'Monoons themselves, and they've been in there from I don't know how long going school, and they just adopted this behavior that they have. And mm-hmm. instead of me now, instead of me now being like, uh okay, let me just say I'm a prejudiced person. I just don't like this person,
7: mm-hmm. you
6: know, or I'm not saying I prejudice, but in an example of instead of saying racist, a lot of people use racism in every single manner that they can think when they don't get the privilege. And I've heard it when I've heard it, when like just say people of color, mm-hmm. they say, Oh yeah, I, I got better privileges because I sound like an American, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, do not this, do not let your guard down because mm-hmm. you're still, a person of color if you believe in racism your mm-hmm. your voice and your language ain't going to change anything. Mm-hmm. So, so I those same people that still don't believe that they are racist, they are the ones that are because look mm-hmm. I, I, I met one over the weekend. I don't a call out no names mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it wasn't the nicest the, it wasn't the nicest conversation because it got interrupted in a couple occasions and I hope he listening today so that when he come back I mm-hmm. could have a word with him better off. Right. But you see certain individuals, and you know, homophobic also comes involved with those things. Because if you see a person of a different gender, let's just say they consider themselves women, Mm -hmm. do not just go on and say, Really, that's what you're going to wear for the night. Mm -hmm. Leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Leave them alone. Not homophobic. I don't support the gay community as well. But leave them alone. It is not your job. Judge a person, mm-hmm. you not your job to judge a person, and, and racism comes in all different shapes and sizes. Like what you say with these job ads, them job ads to me sound a little bit more like human trafficking. I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. say human trafficking, you already know you got this selective person that you were going to hire, possibly on the island already. But you know, you need proof that you were looking for a particular person to do the job right, right? I mean. I can only look for experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, right. I'm just bringing up a little point of view, I
0: Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. All right, my dear. All right. What's your opinion on this, folks? Do you think that there's racism that exists um, in the Cayman Islands, and uh, at what level? And what your experience? What have your experiences been? So, Jonathan says uh, because people know that NAU clients are not the best pay masters for rent, and the Filipinos, although they pay their rent. They tend to stack up eight people in a room. But here's the thing, Jonathan, right? Like I said, I acknowledge that issue fully. And the way to have addressed it, she already did that in her post when she said no bed sharing and no overcrowding. When y'all have units for rent, you have to be very, very specific. If I'm renting you this room, only maybe you and if you got a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, one other person can share room. Just put that in your contract, and that addresses the behavior. Now, stick a pin. Remember when we were talking about the Cuban people, and y'all were all up in arms about oh my God, Sandy's xenophobic, and this that, and the other thing? And I said, listen, listen to me very, very carefully. Focus on the behavior that I'm addressing, the behavior of begging, and I could go back and demonstrate through my own posts for years how I have been. Talking about um, this issue of begging in our community for a long time. And I don't care if the beggar is Canadian, Caymanian, or Cuban. It just so happened that in the particular instance, a particular example that I was giving, it happened to have been Cuban nationals on our streets begging. And so y'all ran with that, like, oh, she's only addressing this because they're Cubans. You are ill informed. You're misinformed and you don't have a clue. By the way, shout out to Klein Glidden. Apparently he's also a cousin. <laughs> I'm discovering all these cousins in West Bay, honey chill. Um, so it, it's the b- behavior that's offensive. It's the behavior that is problematic. And I'm going to call out who's doing it. If it Caymanians doing it, I'm going to say, why am I K-Manians out in the street back in? If a Jamaican's doing it, I say, why these Jamaicans out in the street back in? And it is compounded by the fact that in the case of Jamaicans, if you're here on a work permit, we got a problem. If you're a Cuban here as a migrant, we got an extra problem because my government just spent over $3 million supporting you and feeding you whatever. Why are you out in the streets begging? But to be very clear, the comment is not made because of who they are. It's made because of the behavior that one is engaging in. And there is actually quite a difference. So um, I was recently, uh, last week, working on the content for the show we did last Friday. Uh, I think it was last Thursday, actually, about the, um, what are they called? The DPP's office and these latest trumped-up charges, right? And so I was trying to find all of the different cases over the years, going back to 2009, where they've been trying to get me. Like somebody wants me to go to prison. That's, somebody was saying that to me. I said, you know, they just want to put you in jail, Sandy. And I said, poor them, honey child. This, this is not built for prison life. Y'all look at me and come again. I'm not built for prison. And I do my best to stay out of prison, but some of y'all really be trying my patience. And I came across, interestingly enough, uh, when I was doing my search, you know, I had to search other media houses because CMR obviously wasn't around then. And I came across a bunch of different things. And one of the interesting things that I came across, I think it was actually the compass, you know, where I talked about this begging mentality. And I was like, oh my God. I submitted something to the compass about this. I don't even remember. But apparently I had. And I was talking about I'm trying to see if I can find it now. About, you know, how we're becoming a begging culture. And this was years ago. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Um, Okay, tougher sentence for sex offenders. Y'all know I've been talking about that forever. Uh, let me see now, where is it? Mm. Anyway, it's somewhere here. And so it really was just a reminder yet again. Of how long I've been talking about these types of issues, I almost feel like a broken record at times, and that I've even talked about it specifically as it relates to Caymanians doing it. Because I feel like we have changed a good deal um, of what we're willing to accept and who we are. Hmm. Right? see if I can find the story. But anyway, it's here somewhere. Somewhere about it. There's quite a few. When I search my name, I'm like, oh, I, I submitted that? Really? Hmm, okay. Um, yeah. So this is nothing new. And it's something that I've been concerned about for a minute, because I think that we're getting to that level now where it's becoming problematic. So don't get confused with the issues. When we talk about things like, let's not adopt this behavior, wherever it's coming from, even if it's like an internal behavior that we have within our own community, this is not the sort of conduct that we want on our streets. Okay. Now, since we're talking about racism, Lord Jesus, I could not help but see this article um well, we posted up the article earlier but this woman on a air ca- was air ca- no it was west jet flight who had visited the cayman islands and oh, granny is prejudiced as she wants to be now it does strike me as peculiar that you would come to caribbean country uh you know the caribbean happen to be people of color. Y'all do know this. But you come to Caribbean country and you expect to find what? When Christopher Columbus came here, those of you who don't know your world history, he found people here already. The Europeans came and found the natives here. And the natives at that point would have been a mixture of you know, so-called indigenous Caymanians who, you know, a good percentage of them would have been slaves. Remember? When they finally had emancipation day, our population here in the Cayman Islands was 50-50. 50% 50 free, 50% slaves. It's probably one of the few places in the world that had that sort of equal number when it came to our proportions of slaves versus um, non-slaves. And it has created a very interesting dynamic where, as Alejandro just said on the phone, he didn't even think that we had racism in Cayman. You'd be sorely mistaken if you don't believe that. There are people and in, 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 family members, like, oh, I came out lighter skinned than you, so therefore I'm better than you kind of mentality. Same same, amayana. Dropped out of the same hole. Listen to me carefully. And they have to keep their hair short to keep down the nappiness. Okay. But they want to talk about it because they came out a little bit fairer skin, because somewhere down the line, there's probably the slave master intermingling in a sexual way. So the gene is there. Oh, but Sandy, your DNA say you're almost 20% European. You should clean that. Why? <laughs> If the majority is something else, why am I fixated on the minority? But that's how Caymanians are, you know? Oh, yes, honey child. Oh, my great-great-grandfather was from Scotland. It's like, really? I'm looking at you going, really? Try and go get some sun, honey child. Stop hiding from the sun. Talking about you don't want to get crisp. You don't want to get dark. That's your natural color. Uh, Miss Venice, good morning, says cheap labor, that's why. Alejandro says, "Sounds like human trafficking." Miss Darlene says, "K man is so racist; it's pitiful." Well, it's bad enough, Miss Darlene, that we have our own. But Lord Jesus, when we start bringing people in, even as visitors, I am concerned. Look at this video. This first racist. Hold on. Let me rewind this now. This little granny is on a WestJet plane. And she's typing. I watched the original video on channel. I, I was like, I can't watch her. She she types so slow. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch her no more. Her little one finger typing. She's like, uh, uh, uh. and then then she she typing what? Uh, 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 and then she hits the back button. Uh, uh, got that wrong. I was like, Granny, hurry up and type your racist message so we can see exactly what you're trying to say. Uh. I was like, Lord, Granny, you can't be quick with those racist fingers? You got art- arthritis in them or well? Anyway, let's watch the video. Imagine sitting next to this woman in a WestJet flight and hearing her talk about you in a derogatory way and you're sitting there recording it. And of course, now it's gone viral. And, um, you know, it's 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 a little bit surreal and crazy all at the same time, but listen to this. Here we go, here's granny. First racist encounter, Record recorded. So let me read what she's typing for a radio listeners, because of course they're not seeing the video. It says, we are off. I'm looking out the window. Other two seats are taken by two very large, dolled up black ladies. One whom is extremely hostile. <laughs> she couldn't have been that scared, honey chill. Um, She makes Serena Williams look like Twiggy. Lord Jehovah. No, sir. I am very pleasant just to annoy her. Imagine. If I need to use a washroom, I'm going to present I am really crippled and ask a stewardess to help me. Uh, I'm not so sure what that part is about, but I'm like, okay, was a stewardess also someone of color? I i, I don't know. But anyway, she typed so slow, she keeps going. And um, the funny thing is this was on a WestJet flight, as we said, and her ticket actually said she's from the Cayman Islands, or she was visiting the Cayman Islands. because granny's still typing slow, honey child. Morning, Delsy. Uh, Sandra says all this comes down to our government and immigration to deny these work permits. Maybe it even starts before then, Sandra. Maybe it comes down to people who are taking out the work permits in the first place, which are Caymanians. I'm just saying. Government not randomly applying work permits or approving work permits when nobody's applying for them. It is your own Caymanian people who are putting in those work permits. So maybe you don't really need to talk to government, but you need to talk to them first. Good morning, Paul. Uh, so Sandra, shocking that they're allowed to advertise in media like that. Won't be allowed in Bermuda, um, even though behind the scenes there is racism. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Uh, but again, when there are no laws in place to govern any of this, what do you expect? Al, good morning. He says, welcome to the Cayman Islands. This is old stuff. Might be old stuff, honey child, but it's still very much alive and kicking. Toby says we have a lot of colorism on the island, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, even within families, you hear people fighting over, you know, I'm fairer skinned than you and this, that, and the next thing. Miss Sue says other countries not allowed to advertise unless it's their own people. What do you mean? You can discriminate against your own people so a Filipino could say, I don't want any Filipinos? I'm not so sure that makes entirely any good sense. But anyway, Uh, Luis agrees with the caller. Melanie, good morning, says Filipinos, you can pay them anything. Uh, They also even work for four dollars an hour and don't talk up for their rights. But the Caymanian, Jamaican and other nationalities are going to talk. For their rights. A lot of employers look to employ dumb people that are afraid to speak up. And Melanie, I would not call these people dumb. I think that a lot of them are very, um, as you say, afraid to speak up. They're very complacent individuals, but that doesn't mean that you're dumb. Good morning, caller.
3: Good morning, Sandy. How are you? I'm good. Um, happy Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. Happy Tuesday. Um, you're practicing on braiding your hair, right? Hmm? You you practicing on braiding hair, so when you go up um to the to the place, you <laughs> oh, can practice on oh, braiding here. No 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 Uh-oh. no 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 no. Here, you gotta here, here practice braiding. No, hey, no, no, so no 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 here now honey. I'm I'm do gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna be the top B in there. I, I, hello, i okay. got to
0: be braiding my hair, not the other way around.
3: Okay okay, so you're gonna be uh, Andreas. You're gonna call you Andreas Tate. Andreas Tate. Who's Andrew Tate? Who's Andrew Tate? Andrew Tate. You don't heard about Andrew Tate, the top oh. G? Yes, Tate, Tate, Tate. So you're going to be Andrea's Tate. Yes, Somebody going to braid my
0: hair, honey child. I don't yeah, braid hair.
3: It looked like everybody's trying to come after you. You need to play that song when you open up now. It's like, bad girls, bad girls. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do when EPP comes for you? Oh, my Lord. Uh, listen, just to let you all know, um, racism has been going on a lot. It came in a lot of people is very hidden. Um, if you look at some certain restaurants when you go to, kinda pay attention to the service that you get compared to what other people will get. Mm. Um, the other thing is a lot of people were so quick when the island was locked down to have all these wonderful staycation posting up on Facebook, posting up mm-hmm. on Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Where's where's a um pictures now at the Kipton and all these other hotels. Mm-hmm. All right? And the reason why and, and as soon as the island opened, the rates went up, skyrocket. They didn't even have staycations anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not even uttering staycation if you Which, go there. I
0: mean, listen, to be fair to them a little bit, if their no, primary no. market is tourism, you can understand that if they're full and they don't have the room for staycations, but they need to remember when that wasn't the case, who was keeping them afloat?
3: Right. But you, if know? you even, not even that, but if you go to the properties now, the different type of service you're going to receive compared to when it was open or when we were locked down, you walk in there and it was, it was all smiles. Now, they're not even going to pay you a mind. You know, even if you go in to say you're going to go to the beach, have something to eat, you're not getting that full service. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it doesn't matter because I really don't need to go there. Mm-hmm. But for so some child, people, I got to tell
0: you the truth. When I show up, they be rolling out the red carpet for me.
3: Oh, Jesus God. They know. they, they Yeah. <laughs> They're
0: like, oh, Miss Sandy, all that you do yeah. in the community, come sit down. Yes. We'll, we'll get would breakfast you like glass, for you. I'm like, would you okay, like, else, I'm like can we rub rub feet? get this treatment?
3: <laughs> yeah, no. That's not going to happen. Oh, that's not going to happen. But yeah, it's, it's certain things that happens on the island. And like you said, um when they said about no no sharing and, and no crowd and this and that, that was automatically for the Filipinos. You know, that was that was, that that was directed. Obvious. You know. But yep, enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Practice Thank on bread practice bread and practice bread <laughs>
0: Oh, honey, child. Nope, not about that life. Soka says she meant to say pretend to be crippled. Oh, not present. Okay, well, she had me all kind of confused, child, with her little one finger typing. Poor thing. She's still typing, by the way. It took her forever to type this little message. Uh, Darlene says what I find worse here is the discrimination in religions. Oh, child, that's a whole other show right there. Jonathan says, "Let me be real. If I was renting out my house, I too would be very picky on who I'd be renting it to, and maybe some harsh wording would be used to keep the riff raff out, because sometimes there are some people out there that just don't get it." Well, Jonathan, nobody not saying that, but you mean to tell me that you don't believe that there are Filipinos who are working in corporate Cayman and who have really good jobs and are not bed sharing with anybody? So, and like I said, the term Asian was a whole category of people, you know? So you, um, I, I think it's still discriminatory. Like you can be picky. You can say no bed sharing, no this, no, you know, no, no, listen, there's a lot that you can put in place. And then there's some things that you really should not say because at the core of that is, um, is discriminatory. So um, Ms. Darlene says the caller's right came out is changing their mother tongue. To another tongue just irks me. Shall I can't help it. I grew up in the States. So I sound, I sound American. Um, Gabby says, this is nothing new, especially amongst her own. I was told a certain area in town used to be called Monkey Town because it was mainly black Caymanians. Spanish people are called wet backs, drift, what? Well, drift, coconut, etc. You were uh, thought to be less educated if you were from certain districts hmm And not just certain districts, but Gabby, but certain families of a particular color. That's true. Amir says, oh, it's hair, All right. It's definitely here. Think about it, that it's encouraged because anything associated with dark is negative in the world's eye view. So everyone aspires to raise the complexion tone. It's mental slavery. See, bleaching products is a huge industry. It's mental slavery, lack of self-identity. And, you know, Amir, I mean, I have to agree with you 100%. When we think about the connotations of the Black forest, the Black cat, like everything Black is like evil, even the witch, right? She wears a Black hat and a Black... Like everything Black is supposed to be like negative. And this is the world over. This is not just in the Cayman Islands. So without a doubt, um, you know, the term uh, Black generally speaking, not even when you just talk about race has a very negative uh, connotation that goes with it. And that is really, really unfortunate. You know, Snow White. Oh, she's the pure, you know, whatever. The evil sisters. Oh, they're from the Black Forest. Um, Johan says racism is systemic, unfortunately, prevalent in every community, including Cayman. Let's be real. Many of the most racist people used to be covert with it. And now they're, uh, Now they are liberty, liberty, and have no shame or not business. Now they are liberty? I think something missing there, but, and have no shame or not business. Um, Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is very um, covert. And then other times the racism can be hidden. Uh, Toby says, someone please come and collect your grandma. (laughs) But you know, it is a learnt behavior, Johan. This is, it, it's a, it is a systemic. By the way, grandma's still typing, you know? Lord Jesus, her slow typing is what was getting to me. I would've chucked that phone out of her hand a long time. But anyway, they just kept recording. It's amazing that she don't see these people recording sitting right next to her. Um, but it is learned behavior. We learn to dislike people based on how we're raised. And we're learned to sometimes even dislike ourselves. Because of the color of our skin. And somebody told you the black is not beautiful. You know, and it's it's really, really sad. And to um, Amir's point, the bleaching industry is the strongest. Well, the truth of the matter is, I was actually going to say in the Caribbean, but that's actually not true. It is very strong in the Caribbean. So a lot of Jamaicans in particular, child, They're not bleaching with the black knuckles and everything else looking brown or high yellow, whatever they're aiming for. They spend a lot of, a lot of money on bleaching creams and cake soaps and all kinds of stuff, literally killing themselves with carcinogens and cancers. But you know who has the biggest bleaching issue in the entire world? There's a trivia question for you. Asians, actually. Can you believe that? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hi. Good morning. Um, I wanted
4: to share. I had three experiences about this racism thing, and I was with my two children. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know where to start. To be honest, mm-hmm. the first one was at um, a local restaurant that French people go to,
7: mm-hmm.
4: and I told the cashier, "You know, I would like to dine in with my two children." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um obviously you need a tray so by the time I finished doing the order the manager gives me my food my order but give it to me in a carry bag to take out and I said no I am dining in his response was we don't have no tray the cashier turned around and said no we do have trays Mm -mm. and I'm like say what what do you mean you don't have no tray Anyway. Go sit down with the children, have food. Mm-hmm. It's so am two ladies in front of me wearing a uniform. I even got nervous.
0: Mm. Wearing your, a take, uniform. Take your time, child. Take your time.
4: That they work immigration. Okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. fine. That okay. same manager goes to them and asks them, do they need any cup of ice? Do they need ketchup? Do they need this? -mm. I couldn't smell my blood. Mm. I I couldn't help but just pack up the food with the children, just leave, and I had to put my mask on as a parent that none of this is really happening. Oh my god.
0: Mm -mm -mm.
4: I got so overwhelmed, I couldn't help but to go home and cry in the shower. Oh my god. It is disgusting what came on coming so seriously. It's very disturbing. And knowing that you grow hair, you born hair, that's all you know. That's the only history you know. Whether you bilingual or not, and people still turn around and look at you with a side eye and giving you attitude and this and that. It's disturbing. Wow. That's one. Mm-hmm. And number two, at a public beach. hmm the, the hut was empty. Okay. My family lie on one side. Mm. Three Filipinos happened to be on the other. No problem. When we come out the water, everybody greets each other mutually and respectfully. Everybody fine. Out of nowhere, a bunch of gringos, a bunch of um, white people with platter and everything literally just rushed us out of our hut where we were first saying to the Filipinos, we have this this hut reserved. My son comes to me and says, Mama, Mama, the lady says that she's renting out the hut. I say, okay, that's no problem, but there's no sign. hmm You have to have a sign. hmm Everybody, regardless who you is, you have to have a sign to say, okay, this person going to have this thing rented out, so you have to leave at a certain time, right or wrong? hmm hmm
0: I mean, if there's there's a booking system, you should know for sure. Because anybody can claim that they booked it.
4: Yeah. She didn't have nothing. But because they're white, they have all the privilege. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but walk away very disappointed. Mm -mm. Very disappointed. Mm -mm. But anyway, that's all I have to say.
0: I appreciate it, my dear. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, People asking for this caller to actually name and shame the restaurant. Um, obviously she didn't, which I thought was interesting, but, um, wow. You can hear how emotional, uh, she got. That's so sad. Honey child, it wouldn't be me crying over that though. I gotta tell you the truth. My inner beast would come out and I drop some proper words on people. I tell you my mouth not joined church and I'm not afraid to tell you how I feel. But you know, the sad thing is so many of us, Dave says, name the restaurant, shame on them. Soka says, name the restaurant, Miss Harleen says, name and shame them. Cause I don't want to go there. Let's boycott that establishment. That is really, really disgusting. Caller, what's up? Me? Because I am interested to know who this restaurant is. Because I tell you what, I don't, I don't patronize people businesses like this, and if you tell me who that restaurant is, I can tell you without a doubt that I'm not going there if I have been there before. Shocking. And like she said, in your own country, there really is no greater insult. Johan says, but equally multi-generational Caymanians don't like anybody from anywhere and are even more wicked and bigoted against their own. Lord Jesus, we need some love around the place. The Caymanian pigmentocracy is very real. hand continues. Miss Lucille says she's born Jamaican and also raised among some of my own people. Um, I put me, well, she said, I put me in court for it. I was watching yesterday's program. It was lovely to see some of the old folks, especially Mr. Wood and his wheelchair. I'm not much better than him. We're all going to get there at some point in time. He was long ago, boss. I love him so much with that beauty, full smile. You all, okay? Thank you. Louise said, but there's a lot of humble people being abused too because they are in a work permit, and none of none of this, folks, is right, right? Because fundamentally, there is something wrong if you mistreat people for whatever your logical reasons in your head might be. You can't mistreat your fellow man because of race, color, sexism, gay, not gay straight, half straight, bisexual I mean you know where does it stop really? Jonathan says I think a majority of K-man is racist. Uh, it's based on how much you got in the bank. Well, Jonathan has a little bit of a point here and it's not a little bit of a point it's actually a big point. Um, the interesting thing about K-man is're we're, we're, we're more classes than we are racist. So yes, there is racism, but here now people will ignore your blackness if you're rich enough. Money talks so much in this community, and I have seen it so many times. I'm not going to embarrass anybody, but trust me. I've seen people that would never get an invite to these fancy smanchy restaurants and they wouldn't be on anybody's list. Yeah, and they only get on there cause they're a CEO and they're making $25,000 a month. Otherwise they're like, oh no, honey child, you too black. Your nose not straight enough and you got gonna not be here. You're not welcome here, right? But once they get to know who you are and you're a mover and shaker and came out cause you're a partner at a law firm or an accounting firm, all of a sudden you you somebody to them. But you're not really because heaven forbid you have a fall from grace you'll uh, recognize how quickly you are disinvited from society mm-hmm. that's the truth sad isn't it but it's the truth yeah huh um wow this conversation can can go so deep trust me y'all have no clue so on another note, that's kind of related to this. I've been trying to get to this conversation since last week. There's a woman in one of these. Um, Brenda says, not ignore, tolerate. Uh, Debbie's saying, please name the restaurant, honey. Message me, WhatsApp me, the name of the restaurant. And we're going we gonna to see what we can do. I want to go in there and see how they're going to treat me, honey, because like I said, I would tell me, you are not got no trays? Really? Hmm. I'll give you a couple of tray words. So recently there was another interesting discussion afoot on social media. Child stuff be popping off on social media, they'll make your head spin. I'll be trying to keep y'all up to date. Um so there's this group called I Love K Man or something. And oh God, oh these people. This is this is a thing of other people who don't know your culture wanting to think that they know everything about the Cayman Islands. You're gonna come lately, some of them just visiting here, but yet they're they're the resident experts and nothing gets under my skin more. You don't take the time to learn your own friggin' history in the United States of America, but you wanna come here and tell us a thing or two? It's like, honey child, please go take several seats because you're showing your real ignorance. So this group called, I love the Cayman Islands, normally it's a lot of positive things, but this guy, Andrew uh Chung, Chung, posted that he was um he was looking for Caymanian food. So hold on now. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
5: Yes, mom. Mm-hmm. Just one little tidbit from my friend in South Sound. Um like I'm like I'm like 99 years old. And they were very well settled when I came to knowledge. It's been be in South South of Miami. Um, she was telling me, just listening to you, that um, several Christmases ago, a um, couple Christmases, not several, a couple Christmases ago, mm-hmm. they're on their beach and they decorated outside. They had like a falling, um, we call it Christmas tree. Let's call it Weeping Widow, casarina mm-hmm. And they used to decorate, you know, and so on and so forth. So some people were on the beach and their brother in law went, you know, and they were kind of like messing with their little decoration and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he went down to ask them if this is appropriate. And they like asked him, well, who he is and if anybody lives in the house. And I mean, very insulting, like in order to demean him. But really, me black my you know, okay, man. Yeah. So I, I'm mm-hmm. only saying I figured that he I figure that he didn't take to that too kindly mm-hmm. and um the, the lady was talking about like in, on the public beach i'm assuming what she was talking about on the public beach mm-hmm. but the public beaches is them people private beach and they got more than one piece of spot up there yeah so they not up know, the, I, know
0: up to the high water mark um is open to the public and you have yeah. you have right of access ways that i mean people are fighting to preserve them that should be preserved
5: yeah, and, and these um but what I'm saying is these people really have no manners, but I look at I can blame it on the government. They all come in a more now.
0: Well I'm gonna blame not it. I'm gonna blame plane. it on the people of this country. Because let me tell you yeah, something. Yeah. I just had a person comments here and say it seems like I always knew who to frighten because exactly. um that wouldn't she said uh these instances always happen to the wrong people. My mouth not for me. They were gonna prove mm-hmm. that that hut was reserved. Otherwise, they were gonna take a back seat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, and I know it's difficult. Everybody has a different personality. Some of us are not in-your-face kind of people, and whatever. And even, even myself. Sometimes you get caught off guard by these fools, and you don't know how to react in the moment when you should
5: because be... what they do is so extreme. I know. And
0: right, and you're so shocked when you should exactly. be when you should be popping off on them. You're like, oh my God, what? But honey child, you got to start practicing these things in your head a little bit more so you're Thank ready you. for them when they come your direction. Thank you. And you tell and I them not boy- today, Bobo? Who the hell are you talking I- to? I, I-, I-, boy- I-, I-, I ask them, excuse me, what country are we in? I left the United States of America. Remind me, where are we right now? If you say the cam Niles, I'm going to ask you to please step back and out of my face. But, mm-hmm. You see... The problem is people don't have any support because I've seen instances where the security guards, which not k onions anyway, no, 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 miss, you got to come off the beach. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I was like, not today. It not happening. I can call the police and the ignorant police, they show up and 99% of not came either. Uh-huh. So then you, you know, you have, you feel like you have no support. That's the problem.
5: Yeah, yeah, but you got to get that gut feeling and understand if this is your spot. Every green sun, every breath of breeze that pass, every leaf that that flutters in that breeze belongs to me. Mm -hmm. And now, when you pay your money for your terraforma, I'm not going to trouble you. Mm -hmm. But then it's tangible, intangible. Mm -hmm. And and the tangibles become intangible when you're talking about something national. Because all that white sun is mine. A bit, you pay for your little portion for now and none of us not going to live forever I can leave you with that and I can you, and I can trouble you but now you're not going to stop because i going knock down the beach in a proper way and I can't no dog on the beach either and mm-hmm. I'm not doing that because some people don't like that and I can see why they don't like it and I'm not doing that but Ed, when I need to walk and I can walk up on your place and I can trouble you, your beach furniture that, but if it's down in my way and I can oh, get it out of the way I gonna take my time chat, and I can do this stuff. with no property. But I can move it again. I can walk past. If I got if I got a, a person with me, a child, an elder, I can get them past. All right, let me have um, this other call. Yeah. All right, have Just your when you, money, you
0: know, I want it. Exactly. Caller. Uh-oh. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
3: Yeah, good morning, Sunday. Um, what that caller was saying is, right, you ever notice that if, a, I should say, a person of color, a native, Caymanian, um, walks on the beach with a dog, they're telling you that you have to have a dog um, tied on a leash, muzzle, and all of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But you could go down on the beach and see other nationalities running up on a dog, running up and down on a beach with a dog on leash, no muzzle, and it's fine hmm Right. Remember several years ago, you had certain people from town that used to ride their horses on the beach, which was kind of a good thing. You could kind of see the natives walking, riding their horses on the beach. They had to tell them to stop it because mm-hmm. it did not look good in front of the condos. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that eventually everybody's getting pushed back. They could try to keep the beach as much as they want, the little beach that we have left. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as you can see, everything was being taken away from them. So now they run into government to try to beg government to get the beach back. When all the K-miners were telling them not to build that close to the beach years ago. Mm. But there's a lot of times that when you have locals go to the beach and I urge locals that if they go to the beach and they get this instead of them, because when you talk back to them, like a certain person from BT, i call somebody a driftwood. Mm-hmm. And that was that was how to pay for that one is to do what normal people would do, do what follow what Americans do, pick up the phone and, and start recording a conversation and what they say to you. Mm-hmm. And you see how quick to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So what instead of you getting in confrontation and and have people to look at you and go, oh, well, see, exactly. That's, that's a Caymanian. That's how this is not being Caymanian kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a smile, take up your phone and start recording it and say excuse me continue just like how that lady did um the one that uh that was dumping the garbage she started recording the conversation and all of a sudden that that that's how she won her her thing let record the conversation mm-hmm. and like you were saying and i had to sit back and think about it anything they say anything black is not a good you have a shadow that's black you have accident black mark you have black friday Mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. that's still not good and if you ever notice and i want you to look at this look at your stepladder in your house Mm -hmm. you ever notice the caution man on the stepladder that's fallen off the stepladder is black but the person that's going up on it correctly is white
0: i don't think my ladder got either one to be honest
3: But
0: like my ladder you not somebody.
3: I don't know if you fall who, you can bust your behind so good luck <laughs> no but I mean those big step ladders if anyone ever Ooh. noticed those big step ladders oh, the one that you use industrial when you're going up on it, it it's, it's dark and even the crosswalk it tells you the person that's crossing the crosswalk is painted in white mm-hmm. and the one that said do not cross is in black Mm-hmm. and that's why i kind of figured that out so if you ever notice that it's right there in your face but go to any one of home depot stores and look at the big step ladders and the one that's going up correctly is white and the one that's busting his ass is black huh. okay. think about it just google it and look at it and see it but anyways um it's a good topic today and like i tell a lot of people out there if they come across stuff like that just record it mm-hmm. and you cannot say he says she say Just record it, mm-hmm. smile and record it, and says say what you just said to me, and just quietly record it and record it straight to the face. They do it to us, or do about to them. Mm-hmm. Tit for tat and butter for fish. Have a good day.
0: Yes, sir. Tit for tat and butter for fish. Y'all take that. All right. Um. So look at this next one. We're gonna go a little bit in, into overtime. Ah, uh, Damon said, ever heard of a monkey wrench? Um, Cara says yep. Miss Darlene says, you know, the more I listen to these stories and calls or messages, it boils my blood. Trust me, I really felt um, I really felt it with that caller just now. The previous caller who got very emotional. Al says, you shouldn't be shocked by this behavior when uh, it comes in your face. Just make sure you deal with it in real time when it happens. My fuse is short. Um, Alejandro says, came on to start standing up to the problem. Dave, welcome to the conversation. Dave says, "Caymanians already lost Cayman. It's just a matter of time before the level of damage will affect the country significantly. History always repeats itself. At the end of the day, poverty and homelessness will be Cayman's new identity if the government doesn't don't wake up. I'm saying the people, the ones, Dave, who need to wake up. You know, we we can't accept this type of behavior in our community." And I think when we start to speak out about it, when we say this is unacceptable, I not even finish this video yet with this granted woman, because she typed in so friggin' slow, her racist message took, took minutes of her life, like half an hour of her life, which she don't look like she got too much left of it. She should be focused on something more positive in her little evil heart. Her heart is black. Speaking of black. I mean, seriously. But, I mean, I I get it, you know. Um, I understand why people might get upset. And when you have children in front of you, uh, the last thing you want to do is to act out in front of your children because you're trying to teach your children that this isn't how you do things in life. So I'm sure um, because she had her children there, it was an even more difficult situation. But everybody wants her to name the restaurant. I have someone here saying this is a problem with us Caymanians. Instead of calling the restaurant out, She's keeping silent, so they continue to do it, WTF. They sent me a little thing, says, stop being a victim, the little guy from South Park. Uh, This is funny. That um, He's like the one that his whole head is like cut in half. That's his mouth. Says, stop being a victim, Jesus Christ. Stop being a victim. I can hear the little South Park voice now. Stop being a victim. Sometimes we do kind of become victims by choice. And honey cha, we gotta we gotta stand up and stop allowing people to victimize us. Sad, sad, sad situation. So look at this now. This is another hot mess. So this man posted the following on this I Love K Man group. He says, Oh, let me get to the right one. Sorry. Andrew says, looking for a hole in the wall restaurant, food, truck recommendations that locals frequent. We drove around the island on the first day to get oriented. Stop by Moritz Resort as some have recommended, and looked at the menu, but didn't feel that place. Also stopped by the Big Tree Barbecue in Gun Bay, but after seeing the shipwreck heritage site, I was saying, after seeing the shipwreck heritage site, uh, looks like lots of locals were stopping there. We weren't quite hungry enough at the time to try it out. to ideas and suggestions will drive for good, authentic, and especially inexpensive food, staying near the golf course. Hashtag question, eat and drink, Cayman Islands, blah, blah, blah. So here's a guy, Andrew, who's saying, hey, I want an authentic experience. Well, here comes this idiot, Jennifer Napier, what? Valvo, jackass of the day. And she says, check in, but here's the thing. There is no official Cayman food. Just like there are no natives, and she puts official came, she puts official in quotes Cayman food. Just like there are no natives and in, in quote, so to speak, there isn't a specific consist what there isn't a specific culture. She puts that in quotes too. The Cayman Islands consist of people who moved from other areas, stayed, and brought their culture with them. The food will reflect that. Oh Lord Jesus. Jennifer? Where's Jennifer from? The ignorance that is wrapped up in this one post is so shocking and yet not really that I had to really reflect on this. It says that she lives in Buffalo, New York. So she's a New Yorker, I guess, who visits the Cayman Islands. I don't know what her connection is to the Cayman Islands, if she just visited here or what her situation is. Uh, I don't think she has any family here, but Jennifer, 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 oh my God. Sometimes it is in your best interest to keep your mouth shut, say nothing at all, and uh, instead of opening it and removing any question about your level of ignorance. What is this woman talking about? We don't have natives. Uh, There's a lot of Caymanians who would disagree with you who are multi-generational Caymanians. The insult. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this woman? And you see, this is why Caymanians don't like certain people, you know. When you come from certain places, they'd be like, listen, stay your ass in New York. Don't come to the Cayman Islands. because Because you come here, all of a sudden, little Jennifer believes that she's an expert on the Cayman Islands. What is her connection to the Cayman Islands? You visited before? There's no natives. We don't have food. We don't have our own food here. You are so clueless. And I want to thank every single Caymanian who stepped up to the plate and put her in her place, including Anne Briggs, Tina Trumbach, and others. Anne says, Jennifer, um, I think in the last 300 years that we have been settled, we've managed to um, scare up a few local dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the deluge of foreigners started in the 1970s. So before that, and I think that part of the comment is is cut off, but really, how ignorant can you be? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Did she ever remove this comment? We don't have natives. We don't have culture here. Woman, go take several seats. There are no indigenous people in the Cayman Islands. The first settlers were from Britain who were hunting turtle. And it's been a refuge for escaped slaves from Jamaica. Girl, go sit your ass down. Do you mean to say that that, that the entire world has no indigenous people? How far back do you have to go? So people were here 300 years ago before they were in America. And y'all went there and tried to kill out the indigenous people. that you found there. Christopher Columbus came and found people here. I mean, he might have found more uh, iguanas and turtles than people, but he didn't come here and find nothing. Caller,
5: yes, ma'am. Um, due Hello? to your last, um, due to your last conversation, I had to call back. I'm indigenous to know. We had a saying that said, "Go far." Day long. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have anything to say good about mm-hmm. the country, ma'am, in my humble opinion you don't need to go be here. Um, because Charlie Pitt was big and fat before you started coming here. Like I said, I'm like if I'm like nine, nine years old and I am still living and I don't believe in the Cayman Islands, mm-hmm. I am going to die of starvation. You better so believe that. Say, negativity and i've worked in tourism for a long time made good money in tourism i love tourism love to see the people coming here but they used to call them snowbirds mm-hmm. when, start, when i was a little girl loved it i love tourists i represented the tourist industry for a long time mm-hmm. i'm not but when you have to be dogmatic as all that and as insulting unnecessarily as all that then it, it. I am past K-Mankind at that moment. I'm defending my own. Mm-hmm. And about the, the people that don't want, listen man, my mother used to tell me, we buried her just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. my mother used to tell me, don't take your pa- the chair where the rest of you not want it and that is your behind not want it, don't take the chair. If the people don't want you in the business, don't spend your money in their business. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as that and let those moments not be an embarrassing moment for mother the the, the lady the, with her children let that be a teaching moment for your children mm-hmm. and and uh, you begin to read them history mm-hmm. and let that be a teaching moment don't get upset by that baby but you crying? nah carry children home and teach them they were there they know what they saw teach them thank you bye
0: All right. Miss Brenda says, thank you caller, that the comment is not wrong, Sandra. This is how we are being seen, because that's really what the Cayman Islands has become. They don't see the Caymanians anymore. We're not, we're outnumbered and our restaurants don't have Caymanian food on their menus. Go ahead now, attack me. Well, um, the perception that a foreigner has doesn't necessarily mean that that's the reality either. Let me show you all some Caymanian food, since you all don't know about Caymanian food. Uh, Look at this pot. This is in Cayman Brack, but still a lot of Caymanians on a Sunday got this on the stove. Mm -hmm. Anybody can name it. Any of these people talking about we don't have Caymanian food and Caymanian culture. Come again. What about this one? Christmas day, probably 80 to 90% of Caymanians are going to have this on their stove. And you said that we don't have any Caymanian food. Come again. Now, we don't have the healthiest food in the world, I must admit. This is one of my Sunday plates, honey child, for Miss Um, Too much starch on here, but guess what? Mm, that chicken be finger looking good. Mac and cheese, my rice and beans, my plantain, my potato salad. Yes, honey child, I could eat some of that right now. Um, Turtle. Y'all be cussing us, coming here and cussing us about eating turtle. Oh, my God. You can't eat turtle. That's, oh, the little poor little turtles. That's just so wrong. They're, they, they, okay, the turtle's indigenous like us. And guess what? One indigenous species eating another indigenous species. We love our turtle meat, regardless of what y'all say. That's kind of like our national dish. And we can eat it from, from now till probably eternity. Uh, we have a turtle farm so that we can actually grow and eat our turtle. Where else in America you can go and probably get turtle meat? This is an indigenous dish to the Cayman Islands. This is as Caymanian as you can get. Look at this Cayman-style lobster. Do you know what Cayman-style means? That's how it's cooked. It's a method of cooking it. So yes, lobsters all over the world. But we have a very unique way of cooking it. And a Caymanian knows certain foods only go with certain type of rice. Woman, shut your mouth talking about we not got no Caymanian food. Carla, don't make these people um, get my pressure to go hyena.
5: Don't don't, don't say potato salad, the pink salad. Then you explain to them what a pink salad is. (laughs) <laughs> and how it is not done. it is not done by pouring the, the the coloring of the you know what, and I'll tell them that either. <laughs> it's pink, it becomes a certain kind of sauteed soup mm-hmm. that is cool at that point the, the yes. salad, look, like
0: look, that. look at it look at the seasoning here. It's no wonder they don't think we have any food because even when they put up the menu for Christmas <laughs> on um and now I gotta take a little bit of responsibility for this because. Oh, Lord, I don't know what kind of recipe my woman originally found from our website for Cayman-style beef. But she took Tanya Foster's cooking and and went off of that. And I said, oh, Lord, I don't know what happened to Tanya because the Foster's are obviously Caymanian. But she missed a a mark there on that recipe. I said, no, honey child, let's step back. Let's go find a a proper East Ender to tell you how to cook Cayman-style beef. But the compass compass had all kind of foolishness into their beef that everybody's like, you don't put that in Cayman beef?
5: Salt and pepper, mutton pepper, extinct
0: like all Cayman will so soon be. Salt and pepper. That, put it in the pot. Okay. Lord anyway, have mercy. I- Big shout out to Jordan Seymour. His, his gran is Miss Rita and so, you know, Jordan know how to cook, honey chow. And, um, ooh, he loves him some food too. Oh my gosh. He be cooking up. When I see him put up a plate of food on Facebook, I be, ooh, my mouth be watering. Mm-mm-mm. Boy, I tell you, we not got no Caymanian food. Y'all need Jesus in the worst kind of way. And trust me, you've never had a proper plate of food in the Cayman Islands. That why you can talk foolishness, but we not got no in food. Look at this kung. Oh, my God. Jordan, thank you for posting this kung photo. Hold on. Let me share this one too while I'm at it. Look at yeah. Oh, y'all making me hungry this morning. Hold on now, where that one going? Oh, yeah, look here. Mm-hmm. Look at that stu con- Oh, with white rice. Oh, yes, honey, chill. Woo! I tell you what. Yep, there's another plated turtle. I like lean meats. So I don't get too much of the manavelin and all that kind of stuff. Expat's going, well, I don't know what manavalin is. Of course not. Because you're claiming we don't have no Cayman food. How the hell would you know? Please don't insult us. These are types of things you want to be a cultural expert. Go learn learn about culture in New York, honey. jail morning caller. Uh, Jonathan, talking about that fish look raw. Which fish? The the lobster. I showed you, you no know, fish pictures. I don't know what you're talking about. Which fish? That is turtle. That's chicken. That is beef. That is um, stew. Um, what we call it now? Oh Lord, hold on, Hannah. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Run down. Y'all know which one it is. <laughs> Salt beef. Run down. I, I haven't shown you any fish, Jonathan. So, what fish are you looking at? You need to read up on your Caymanian manual. Miss Dorothy, um, I don't know what happened to that call. I think somebody was trying to call just now. Miss Dorothy says, My mouth is watering. I love Caymanian dishes. Mm hmm. Oh Lord Jesus! Alejandro says, "Ask a Caymanian to fry you some good Cayman style fish. Oh, some bara and fritters would be good right about now." Anthony, good morning. Our, of course, we have Caymanian food. What a nonsense! I had someone serve me Caymanian style beef the other day, and it was just big ass pieces of roast beef. Uh, Miss Brenda has a point. She says, "Caymanian food might be in her houses." but not being promoted in the restaurants. So how would a visitor know about it, much less sample it? Well, when we have visitors asking, I would have expected Caymanians who were in that group to step up to the the plate and tell them where can go get Caymanian food. Go to Miss Alrida's. You're looking for an authentic experience. She's not going to fancy restaurant, but she got some of the best local food in Cayman. Go sit down and grab a plate of food. Go on the beach and sit down and pick up your litter when you're finished. Richard says, please stop posting pictures of Cayman food. I'm now homesick and hungry. Can't find stew kunk anywhere in Texas. That's because it's Caymanian honey shell. That's why you can't find it in Texas. Look, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Making myself hungry this morning, to be honest. um, Miss Vernita says, good morning to Charlene. Tell them how you cook too deliciously and uh, a people who like to put P- what pimento in every dish? I can't take it. <laughs> pimento. She says they kill them with a pimento. Whole mess. So um this reminds me now about the fact that we're supposed to be t- starting a cooking show here in CMR. And it's not exclusive to Caymanian food because honestly, you know, you can cook whatever you want. When you invite me over, somebody says Miss Alritas, A-L-R-I-T. What's the spelling? Honey child, let me give you her number. Hold on here now. Now, I believe she cooks during the week. Normally, I only go on Sundays. I'll be trying to eat salads during the week now, Chill. Sure. But it's Miss Elrita, E-L-R-I-T-A, George Tana, woman of the, of the soil. Telephone number to order 945-3398. On a Sunday, place your orders early because... By midday, the food finish. So you got to be calling her from like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning before you go to church and be like, uh, "Miss Alrita, what's on the menu today she can tell you? hmm Oh, God, I wonder if she got any lobster right now. Is it lobster season? Yeah, I could go for some nice Cayman-style lobster. Um, place your order early, and then you can, you can come after church and collect it. Uh, Magdalene says, go to East End, Vivine, or East End, Back Road. Yeah, there's one little guy there. Um, I can't, I don't know what his name is. The one with the little eye patch. I forget what his name is now. But anyway, from East End. And he makes one cunk soup. It's more like a cunk chowder. But it is the best kunk soup ever. Let me tell you. If you haven't tried it, and he's on the back road in East End on Sundays and then Fridays. And is he out on Saturdays? Friday night for sure. He's on the main road and he does jerk chicken and other stuff too. But child, I will drive to East End just for the soup. And let us not forget Lavana's kitchen, located right in Georgetown, right in Windsor Park, does local food every single day. I am surprised this woman talking about we not really got no natives and we not got no local food and whatever. There are there are restaurants. It's not every it's like, listen, you know the fast food restaurants always get. You know, they're on every corner kind of thing. So, yes, you're not going to find, to Ms. Brenda's point, every corner with a local restaurant. But there's some that are out there. And I, in my estimation, they're actually plentiful. I mean, they're not extinct to the point where you'd be like, oh, local food doesn't exist. That's hogwash. Uh, Jameson had... Rose Kunk, Who, who's J, who's Jamie, Jamie, Jimian Jimian is he in East End? That's the same one I'm talking about uh, Miss Sue says yes yeah, some of the bars and restaurants all have Canadians working in them, play Canadian music so definitely no Caymanian food, doesn't feel like we're in the Caribbean Um, Jovian does Best Barra, listen the East End Fish Place local food they mixes it up, but they got they got fish fry and proper um oh, man, she makes some. she makes a really really good fritter. Jamaicans won't call it fried dumpling or whatever the hell they won't call it no honey. it's a fritter. and they'd be so nice and fluffy and delicious. and she does local desserts. You can get your yam cake. listen every weekend, Miss Arita does cassava cake, yam cake, some kind of heavy cake. Talking about we not got no local food. We're going to local food. Woman, try and go sit your ass down. uh Magdalene says you gotta have Caymanian friends to know these spots, or you just have to be interested in learning. You know, like this man. He said he was driving around. He found a little place in East End. You saw where he saw, said that, but they weren't hungry yet. You can drive around and find places off the beaten path, but don't try to be a cultural expert. In Cayman, and you still don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, Jamie, and that's his name. I didn't even know his name. So he's the jerk chicken, and then he does that. that that's the same one that does that, that soup I'm telling you about because boy, that food would be delicious. Super Seas restaurant in West Bay. Thank you. Yes, name all the local restaurants in case. Um, where her name is again, whatever her name is. Uh, Jennifer is listing this morning. Jennifer, the next time you visit the Cayman Islands, please expose yourself to some Caymanians or watch the show and we will point you in the right direction on how to get to local food. How about that? Mm -mm -mm. Lord have mercy. Sabrina, good morning. Says, I'm not blaming any tourists, the system, the industry owners, non-Caymanians do not try to promote The same country they are reaping from. Mm -hmm. Calvin says the Explore Cayman is the guide to restaurants, but Caymanian menus are not advertised. Caribbean food is not Caymanian. And let's be fair. We are adopting a lot of things as well. So, you know, we have aki and saltfish and whatever. That's a Jamaican dish. I think that's their national dish. And because over 50% of the population is Jamaican over the years, we have adopted it. You know, so we we adopt certain elements. There are Caymanians that are Caymanian Hondurans. There are Caymanian Jamaicans. There are Caymanian, you know. So they mix the flavoring and they mix things up a little bit. But there are foods that are traditionally considered Caymanian dishes. Jeff Pucci says, don't forget Oz's in Town, Best fried fish. Thank you, Jeff. You can do steamed fish, you can do roast fish, you can do, they do roast skunk, all kind of stuff on the menu. Miss um, Brenda says, why shouldn't it be promoted by tourism sector and their marketing tools? I, 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 If I could answer that for you. Uh, country and Western, they still doing local food. I know they had gotten new owners, so I wasn't sure what was going on there, but somebody tells me they do a really good turtle. But like I said, I'm a little bit picky about my turtle. I don't like um, the parts. I just like lean turtle meat. Now, I know you have to cook it with the parts in order to get the flavoring and whatever. But I don't want you serving me no and all that kind of thing, child. Mm-mm. I just want lean meat and a little tups of gravy on my rice. And you can leave the rest to other people. Some people mash it up so much that you can't even get lean meat because they're trying to go cheap on the real meat, you see. They're not giving you the big chunks of meat. Y'all notice when I go to Miss Alrida, let me show you the picture again, honey chill. Notice what Miss Alrida gives me now, you know, hold on, that lobster. Yeah, you see how I get all that nice meat? Oh yeah, honey chill. Mm-hmm. Call out the right people. The tourist should be able to click, to go somewhere, directions across. Well, I'll tell you what. Here we are blaming the government as usual, blaming blaming Explore Cayman or whatever else. Why don't one of us, oh, Amelia's Kitchen, yes. Thank you, um, Damien. Why don't one of us who has some technical skills and don't be asking me to do it because that's not me, but why don't one of us put up a website about the best local things to do in Cayman and include, maybe we could even develop a little app like you want to explore the real Cayman, these are the places that you must go. Foodies, I'm a foodie. This sounds like a brilliant idea to me. Can somebody take it and run with it, right? Create an app with all of the best local restaurants, um, d- driving directions and everything. Yes, you got East End, the place in the East End, Jay's Jerk, um, Rose Sunday, John McLean. Yes, Al, put them all on the app so that you won't have any problems. CN, somebody just text me. Hold on, let me see what this message says. This person says, um, let me see here now. This person says, uh, CN got the best turtle meat in my opinion. Really? Hmm. Might have to go exploring um damien says no lights or liver but i love the stew and Mal, man- man- is it malavlin? he says malavlin. i think there's an n in there Malavlin. the best turtle and cayman style beef is where country and western we might have to do a little competition trying to find the best turtle honey chill we need a facebook page for places that don't hire caymanian says damien Brenda says, "I don't like the lean in turtle. I much prefer the manavlin Lord have mercy. Well, I'm all for it. Eat whatever part of the turtle you want, but turtle eating turtles very much Caymanian. Um, <laughs> uh, they should advise it on the waterfront. Advertise it. Well, if we want our tourists to have a more of an authentic experience and actually see Caymanians and interact with Caymanians, we all, I think, could step up to the plate just a to tops, including tourism. Tourism, get a, get a map or something together. Um, Now, Jordan has this waffle. Oh, my God. This looks crazy. I'm going to send this to Scott from Waffle Monkey. So, Scott, try and make this for me. I could probably only eat this once a year because it looks like it has... I don't even know what's in it. Oh, my God. Shy, you know, some things are so deadly to your diet. You're like, OK, I can eat that once a year. That looks like that waffle there right there. All right, folks. Um, Well, I think we can put those issues to rest a little bit. But you can't you can't give up on these things cuz the same way that um, Jennifer talking about we not got local food and no culture and no people I mean sh- soon they'll be telling us that it's not even the Cayman Islands it means something else I don't know what to say There's some days that I am legitimately left speechless by the foolishness that I hear because it is pure foolishness honest to god Mm-hmm. All the heavy cakes. Uh, big shout out to Adonia. Adonia Barnes, can you please make me? Um, oh, Lord, I don't know why I'm asking for this. I'm supposed on a diet. But can you please make me the, um, oh, what's the one now that I love? Um, that apparently only a few people in East End seem to know how to make it. Um, the cracker one. What's it called again? Oh, my gosh, I can't remember what the name of it now. Hold on. Biscuit cake. Do you all know anything about biscuit cake? That is a Caymanian dessert. I don't see nobody else make biscuit cake in my life. And as a matter of fact, most Caymanians don't even know nothing about it. It's like one or two people in East End. That's a dying situation. She better try and pass that recipe on to me, honey, Chaz, so I can learn how to make it. Yes, that biscuit cake be so good. Oh, finger licking good when I tell ya. Mm, mm, mm. I am all for it. Mm, I could go for some of that right here. No. Biscuit cake. Oh my gosh. I'm not big on cassava cake, but I love yam cake, corn cake, biscuit cake. Um. The macaroni pudding. Oh, all right. Let me stop talking about food, y'all, because this is getting ridiculous now. I'm I'm literally making myself hungry because I haven't even had breakfast yet. Anyway, um, oh yeah, here yeah, another plate of food. Oh my gosh, this looks so good! Some bread rolls, sliders with Jack Daniel's sauce. Ooh la la, Jordan. I tell you, he loved to cook. He got a cooking gene from so Miss Elrita. Child, she passed that on to him. He loved to cook, and look at them fritters. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, I've never really mastered fritters. I need somebody to help me. <laughs> Anybody can help me make some fritters. I need to learn how to make them. Like, really? Like, them people in the East End make them? they mm, they'd be so nice and fluffy. And oh, my gosh. My mouth is literally watering. All right. Uh, Miss Magdalene says, amen. Her mother made the best. Johan says, Cayman Cabana has the best local food in Georgetown on the waterfront. Big shout out to, um, what's your brother's name again, Johan? Um... Moxum, Moxum. What's his first name again? Oh Lord. Yes. But he, and he, he makes some really interesting. I got to give him credit. He makes, he takes like a local ingredient and infuses it in a different kind of way too. Um, like he does this one flatbread made with plantain and y'all know I love me a, a right plantain. Honey, I could eat plantain for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in between. Um, and he does a um, he does a platinum flat bread that is like it's like flat bread like a pizza sort of style but with platin. It is so delicious if you haven't tried Luigi. Thank you, Karen. Um, custard top cornbread. I'm not much of a custard top person, but yes, that's local nigga bible. Don't get insulted by the term, but that's what Caymanians call it. Thank you, Al. Given Cayman Cabana a big shout out as well. Uh, apparently Jennifer don't know nothing about nothing because she got it all wrong. She don't know nothing about local local food or Caymanians. Um, Faith says, I'll share it with you, Sandy Hill. I love biscuit cake. So Faith, you make biscuit cake. Please message me right now because I want to taste yours and make sure that lives up to my aunt's recipe. And if it does, then you can show me how to, but I got to taste it first. (laughs) But yes, biscuit cake is OMG amazing. Miss Olive says I've never eaten turtle in my life. Well, I guess it's not for everybody, but shall okay. What are you eating? Chicken? Uh, Miss Magdalene said Miss Phyllis. Oh, yeah, Miss Phyllis used to do a lot of bacon. She'd make um oh well, she, she she could cook anything. Uh cassava cake. People she'd make. I think I think Makiva used to love her cassava cake. He was always sending special requests. Um came out already has been renamed to the Caymans, says Alejandro, uh, stretcher cake. What is stretcher cake? Ms. Vanita says, Sandy, can you make your Mac and cheese and whatever food you make with avocados, the avocado salad. So listen, yesterday was one day. Yes. It was Monday. On Sunday. I made some Mac and cheese, not for myself, but for somebody else. I actually got a request. Can you, I'm having a party. Can you please make me some Mac and cheese? And so I made it the mac and cheese. They're like, oh, I'll buy the ingredients. I'm like, please, you don't need to buy no ingredients for no mac and cheese. I think they just wanted to know what I put in it, to be honest. Ha, 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 ha. So um, I made the mac and cheese for them. And they messaged me, chef status. Everybody love the bread rolls and the mac and cheese. You should be boxing this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not looking for no more work. And I'm lo- not looking to go into the restaurant business. But yes, my mac and cheese is, it gets a lot of rave reviews. Uh, Calvin says most restaurants here don't distinctly use Caymanian food. They mainly have, um, oh, it was the biscuit cake that McKeever loved too. Oh, look at that. Me and McKeever got something in common. We both love biscuit cake. They mainly have Caribbean or other nationalities in the menu, says Calvin. Hmm. Journey cakes. Them are fritters. Stop mixing them up and call them all kind of foolishness. And he loves it with ice cream. Leave it to McKeever to take it over the top. Biscuit cake by itself. Don't need no ice cream, honey child. That's already perfect. Um, fish and fritters is much better fried with that homemade coconut oil. Um, Yeah, then other people won't call it John or Kate. We just call it fritters, honey child. Oh, Faith says, I can't make it, but I can eat it. <laughs> Faith, I'm looking for somebody to make me some. Uh, Adonia, you've been put on notice. Uh, Ms. Brenda says, ask your aunt Adonia. And she says, no, John, a cake was John, a cake. You see, this is what I'm telling you now. Y'all confusing yourself, John, a cake, not no fritters. So this is why in order to preserve our culture, we need these old time people to start cooking some more and showing us these recipes. Cause honest to God, we including myself, Don't know some of these recipes and it's going to be, a. it will soon, Jennifer's comments will soon be true. We will soon have no culture left. We will soon have no Cayman food left because all the people who can cook it dying out. So that's why I take off my hats to people who really love to get in the kitchen and really love their Caymanian dishes, like the proper way of making it. (sighs) Yes, some Akiva, he might have to lay off the biscuit cake now because he having heart palpitations or something. I was beginning to wonder if um, this was a situation of, what uh, was were those people going to be co- contacting him? So somebody says, Good Eats has an app and promotes local and other restaurants on Instagram. Oh, it's on Instagram. Send us the Instagram page and I can share it tomorrow. Uh, Jimian is an East End, says somebody. Tom Foodry is Cayman Brack. UCCI should host a Cayman cooking class, not UCCI. It should be the National Cultural Foundation. People like that, or um, what's the other one called? Oh God, there's another one too. Um, CNCF, Uh, the National Arch was National Archives. One of them. They've done stuff before. These are people who are supposed to be responsible for keeping Cayman culture alive. So they need to be putting on regular classes and showing us how it's done. Anyway, my love, only so much preaching I can do on a good day. Mm, mm, mm. Lord, we need we need we need to get it together now. And in the meantime, I'm now officially starving. Adonia, can I get some food today? Are you cooking? She's semi retired these days, honey child. Um, this person said, We've had this conversation before. Johnny cakes and fritters are different. Oh, she said last week, I made some custard top cornbread for Graham to serve with his Cayman style beef. And you never called me? Shame on you. You'll be sharing that stuff with me <laughs> after the fact.
7: <sighs> mm hmm. You know,
0: I don't really eat custard top, so that's okay. All right, folks, um, very good. So we'll have to continue um, encouraging people to learn about locals and about local food and local people. Um, I understand. I uh, Jeff mentions Mr. Alvin, very, very popular and known for cooking local food as well. Um Brenda's sending some well wishes to Mr. Bush apparently he's already at the hospital so I don't know if it was just stress Somebody did share that he was out at bananas for his birthday so maybe he should have stayed home I don't know mm-hmm. I'm just saying um oh, I almost forgot this race this woman's still over head tight' sure you know, like a twig. The fuck? <laughs> A a bar, take the sign. Oh. Oh my God. If they don't take the sign. Oh. Oh my God. obviously it's the person who's sitting on the aisle seat, and then there's a the middle person. I guess both of them are the black women that she's talking about. But the one in the aisle is who's zooming in and recording her phone, and then making comments. And the poor woman, she's it in her little oblivious little prejudice world. Still, still finger, still one finger typing in clueless and this woman's like, what the frig? I look like Twiggy. Okay.
4: No,
5: don't even try to her face yet. When does she get up?
0: So this is the young lady. She's five foot six, saying that she's actually relatively petite, but yet she's being described as a very large, dolled up black lady. And as I said before, her ticket put her squarely. Hold on now. Let me show you all the ticket. Kaboom! She, Her name is Valerie, Miss Valerie Marchant. Cabin economy. She can't even afford nothing more than that. Poor her. Um, Arriving in Toronto, WestJet on January the 15th from Grand Cayman, departing Grand Cayman to Toronto. Look at that. Mm -mm -mm. What a mess. Wow. Well, we got them here. And then on top of that, we're importing them in. Lord Jesus, please, please, please take the oars to the entire island. All right, here's our news from Kevin Watler. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. I'm off to um, record one of my Cayman Voices segments. Got a few people lined up. Please, if you know any Caymanians, yes, of a particular age, so I'm really looking for 65 and up, I would say, by all means, please message me their contact information. We want to hear their stories, right? We want to hear who they are what they're about. I got a a particular person from Savannah, a Savannah today that I'm going to be interviewing. We want them all East end, Bodentown, Georgetown, Cayman, Brack, little Cayman. Send me their information because this is one way in which we will preserve what little Caymanianism we have and what little Cayman culture we have as well. It's serious folks. It is serious. A lot of people have said to me, oh, the National Archives should be doing it. I'm not business with the National Archives. i not business with um, somebody said that, um, what's his name there? Um, oh, God. Alfonso. He promised that he was going to do it for the semen. I'm not business with anybody else is doing. I see the need and I'm doing my part. We got a corporate sponsor on board, by the way, if you're a corporation that would like to sponsor, cause it costs money to put these things together. If you would like to come on board and sponsor came on voices segment, simply reach out, we would love to have you on board. We could do more of them. And I learned something every single day. I had somebody tell me last night, oh my God, I was watching the interview at John Douglas. I didn't know this about Mr. Douglas. I didn't know that about Mr. Douglas, we would be surprised. As a people, how little we actually do know about each other's family and connections. So I messaged someone this morning that's on my 23andMe thing. He's actually, funny enough, one of my customers has a non k name, but he showed up on my thing. And I said, hey, according to 23andMe, you and I are cousins? Lorna <laughs> Dilbert, we got to find out how we family chair. And um, he's like, Really? So so he said his mother's Caymanian, but his father is an American. So he's like, you know, he's trying to discover his Caymanian family and everything and also reconnect apparently with some of his overseas family. So he just dropped a name on me and said, do you know her? And I said, yeah, I know who that is. He's like, oh, well, that's my sister. I'm like, what? I'm telling you Caymanians all over the place. We're all mixed in, we're all, listen, you got to know your people. We got to learn who they are. So I was kind of taken aback by that. So according to 23 and me, I got a new family, honey, chin. Um, And some of them are really, really surprising. I didn't know about the big connection to West Bay. And now I know. Apparently, I'm related to the Ebanks, chan. Uh, you know, that is like 80% island right there. So uh, yeah, I'm curious to know. Go do... Every single person, this government should do this. Come on, we not gonna no Caymanians. We should preserve our history. Every single Caymanian should go and do these genealogy tests so we can put together a big, um, what do you call it? The big um, genealogy, what's the map called again? Y'all know what I mean. Of who we really are and who we connected to. That would be so amazing. Somebody should have give that lady some swanky says Mr. Good Look. Oh my God. Happy birthday to my mama. Oh Al send us a picture of her and we'll post some birthday greetings. Um, Mr. Vernell Ebanks his birthday is today as well? Or is that a woman? You said Mr. but I'm not sure. Uh, who, whose birthday um, Al what's your mom's name? Send us a little photo and we'll wish her a happy birthday. And Dean has a birthday today as well. Uh, Mr. Hero Blair mentioned that he had a birthday. So a couple birthdays today. Happy birthday. All right. Listen to the news recap from Kevin Wattler. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning.
8: Hello, I'm Kevin Wattler, and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Here's a summary of some of Cayman's latest headlines. Member of Parliament for West Bay, McKeever Bush, said he is being observed at Health City after experiencing chest pains. The former Speaker of Parliament has been ordered to take two weeks of rest and will have very limited access to calls and visitors. Hero Square was filled with Caymanian pride yesterday to celebrate the 20th National Heroes Day. This year's theme of volunteerism and charitable services honored over 200 volunteers, 10 charitable organizations, and one philanthropist. E.G. Fisher, a former customs and border control officer, officer who pleaded guilty to conspiring to import more than six pounds of ganja into Cayman to the airport in 2018 was sentenced to nine months in prison last Wednesday. A Cayman Airways Express flight from Little Cayman experienced a tired deflation on landing in Grand Cayman Friday evening and was temporarily disabled on the runway. During the brief repair, the runway was unable to be used, causing one inbound flight to delay landing and one outbound flight to delay takeoff. No other operations were affected. Meanwhile, a Cayman Airways flight to Miami had to return to Grand Cayman Friday morning after a passenger experienced a medical emergency Approximately. 20 minutes into the flight. An ambulance was present to assist the passenger when the flight landed. A company that has a cease and desist proceedings against it in the United States and a fine of $22.5 million has filed a lawsuit against the Cayman Islands Monetary Authority for rejecting its application to be registered as a Virtual assist service provider. A 30 year old man from Georgetown was arrested on suspicion of a number of traffic offenses following a four vehicle collision on Seaview Road in East End last Wednesday. Sandra Hill contends that long standing victimization of her has been put into high gear yet. Again, after she was informed last week that the Office of Public Prose- Prosecution has instructed the police to charge her with bribery over a without prejudice email sent to local attorney Pressleys, who represented John Felder in a 2019 defamation case. Now for your CMR. What- the update It's brought to you by WG Charters. Sunrise just after 7 a sunny day is expected when the temperatures at 84 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity at 70 percent like the forecast calls for it will feel like it's in the mid to high 80s. Winds east at 10 to 20 miles per hour and the sun sets at 613. At nighttime the temperature falls to the mid 70s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. If you would like to know more on any of these stories visit CaymanMallRoad.com or follow Cayman Mall Road on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe And God bless.
2: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM.